Beautiful people, it is I, I am him, the one and only Steel Rain. You're tuned in, locked in, and live with the Living Split Screen Morning Show. And I'm here with none other than one of the greatest guys that I know, one of the most influential people that I know, one of the, uh, man, he's just great in his own right, right? <laughs> the man who puts the soul into Pong, my guy, Pong Soul. What's going on, my guy? Who the hell am I influencing anywhere? Can I, can I ask you're, you that? You're, influencer I'm not to, you're an influencer to me and all the people that love you. Look, <laughs> this this intro gets worse and worse by the week. And oh, when I say worse, worse oh. I mean it's, it's more hype. <laughs> now I'm an influencer. Yeah, right. Look at, yeah. No, hey, no, no. You're you, see me. We're all influencers, just, right? Look, I ain't going on Instagram in my bathing suit talking about how uh, you should get this teeth whitener. Well. I mean, I guess if enough people clamor for it and I get paid, I, I guess I'll I'll rock the influencer status. But uh, I don't think that's happening anytime fucking soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> good morning, Steel. Good morning, chat. Welcome to Living Split Screen, episode seventeen. That's right. Saturday is back, uh, and we are. I mean, again, I guess I'll speak. I'll speak for both of us. Sorry, I guess we're we're doing great. No, 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 you you do your thing. I love that background stuff, man. It adds to this whole intro. Oh, it, so, it, it, it does. Do it. <laughs> All right. So, Living Split Screen, episode 17. It has awesome. been on another busy week, but we had a huge week of indie games dropping, which has been fantastic. Steel and I are going to talk about that. Uh, you know, I've been, playing, I've been playing Chris Dales and I've been playing uh, Last Stop a little bit. Um, so, both of those games tried out Samurai Warriors 5 demo. Uh, this week, uh, again, I haven't got as much game time in as I normally would, but uh, I did get to play those. I know you've been playing Death Door a little bit, so those were the three major titles this week, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, I absolutely love seeing these indies dropping, and it's just a start. Like we're just getting the little little games out of the way up front, uh, but some of these are getting rave reviews, uh, so that has been fun as hell. Um, for sure, and then uh, we had a bunch of news this week too. Steel. We it was it was slow. But you and I started you start you and I started going through the list behind the scenes, and I was like, okay, there was more than I thought there was. So we got some um, stuff to talk about, man. I, yeah, and I, we do. And I think we we're do. gonna come at it at a, at a different angle. I, I wanted to try to do something different. Kind of started off with you this time, man. Um, and just see, you know, get your feel, how you've been feeling, what you've been into. Um, and it sounds like you've you've had a quite an interesting week as usual. Yeah, of course. Of course, man. <laughs> hey, of course. But like you said, man, it's episode 17. Living split screen is here. 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time, man. We're here. Again, for those who do not know, uh, we do go live every Saturday. Not only that, but right after the show, I did remember this time. Um, I'm actually also recording the show uh, in oh, the good. background. Oh, good. So uh, it's going to go live uh, within the hour right after the show ends. Uh, so for those who like to listen to listen to it on the audio side of things, it'll be ready for you. Um, just to shout out some people in the chat real quick who dropped in here already. It is here locked and loaded before I get into my spiel for the week. Uh, shout out to Spooky Sprocket, Marion the Mad, Dirt Griggity. What's going on, my guy? Uh, Hurt Talk Ben, Boogeyman. Always good to see you. Matt Barnes, much love, man. Hurt Talk Ben. What's up, man? Uh, Fat Boy Horror. What's up, my guy? Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Poor here? fat boy. Poor fat, fat boy. Fat boy. You know what? Shout out to you, sir, for starting oh, yeah. and trying out the Souls games for the first time. Again, I, I won't do it to myself. I, I did a long time ago back on PS3. 
and I decided there and then it just wasn't for me. And I have not gone back because I don't, I, I will not torture myself. So shout out to you, sir, for trying to get into the souls game. I do respect that a lot and good luck, sir. Good luck. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, shout out. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, I'm a souls guy. I love the souls game, love the soul series, uh, any of them. So Hey, fat boy, if you're willing to stick it out, um, it's definitely well worth it in the end. But if it's frustrating and it's not your style, um, I don't blame you on that either. Uh, again, it, it can be extremely punishing. Uh, Dark Souls does not care about your time. Uh, so <laughs> you're going to get beat up or you're just going to die. So um, and they they say that there's a purpose. There's a reason why they uh, pretty much market. Uh, you will die. So um, but anyway. Uh, with that being said, we'll move forward. Uh, Six Slayer is in here. Casket Repair. Cray Simmons. What else we got in here? Let's see. Anybody else in here, man? Uh, we have Act from the Dead was Act in from here the Dead early was here on. Earlier. I don't know. Right. Did you get Did you get Maddie Burns? Maddie Burns. Is yes, in I here? got Matt Burns. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, 4GQTV. What's going oh, on? Clowns, clowns is in the My house. Thanks on? for showing up, clowns. Dragon Heart Yobi, Mr. Peace, love life himself. Legend, Much love my guy. Himself. You are one of the greats, man. Uh, especially within the community. Uh, if y'all aren't following with Dragon Heart Yobi, go check them out. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, other than that, if you're here, locked in, listening, and if you can, just write it in the chat. Say, yo, live in split screen. What is popping? Uh, let us know how, how excited you are. Let us know how your weekend's going so far. Uh, a lot of people might have just woke up, but we're here for you, babe. We're going to get that adrenaline shot in your arm to get you oh, locked geezer and prime. loaded. Geezer Prime. We see geezer you. Master prime. Clowns. Master, Master clown. clown is too. Yes. As well. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Hey, you know what? Shout out to Spooky for trying to teach some people some lessons. I see you, brother, out Who's there trying to, trying, to, trying to get through to some of these people out there. Dude, I, I respect that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's man. Go. Oh, it's Timmy. Tim, Timmy. Timmy. I just seen Timmy post. What's up, Timmy? What's going on? Uh, yeah, man, we got we got yeah, lovely people in here, man. Uh, glad to see y'all come back week by week. Uh, that you guys enjoy what we're doing. Again, like I roll into the chat, man. Um, if you guys got questions or things that you might want to talk about, I didn't in the chat. Um, I'll be keeping my eye on that. Uh, me and Paul will probably both keep our eyes out on that, uh, and I'll put it in a notepad uh, so we can try to touch on it at some point. Uh, we do got some things that we will personally want to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about the Netflix gaming situation, uh, EA Play, how, how, a little bit of our feelings about that, and the Blizzard Activision frat house. Uh, those are the three main topics. Doesn't mean that we'll touch all of them or that uh, we might not slide something else in there. But with that being said, look, again, it's been an amazing week for me, at least. Um, I've been able to take this week off. Uh, yeah, you lucky fortunately, bastard. I got some uh, some things changing on the on my on the back end for me personally for work and whatnot. Uh, I'm starting a new adventure come Monday, uh, so I was Rats able to take a, take advantage. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah. I was able to take advantage of this week and you know kind of get some relaxed time in. Um, maybe get a little bit of time in before my birthday comes up next uh, Tuesday on the 28th. Uh, so it's also hint hint one of the, everybody one of the upcoming games is is releasing uh right after my birthday so um that's gonna be a good time man i can't wait to jump into that uh but for me for the most part man um scarlet nexus uh, i'm gonna start off with for just what i've been playing uh, i finished the yuito storyline uh again amazing game still probably my game of the year um an amazing game uh, i'm still sticking on to the only negative for me was that the it wasn't animated enough um as far as like the cutscenes and everything uh that's the only downfall for me but it leaves me extremely excited about what scarlet nexus 2 could do 
or possibly could be, uh, especially if they get some more money on the back end. Unreal Engine 5. Unreal Ooh. Engine 5 is going to be beautiful. Uh, but I do want to go through the Kasane uh, storyline, but I think I'm going to wait until, uh, as they usually do with these types of games, they release some DLC of some sort um, for me too. So I'm going to let the game live for a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of people may not have played through it yet. Um, I did play on the hardest difficulty also. I had a, I had a fabulous time with it, man. The, again, I'm a heavy combat-focused dude, um, also customization. Uh, and they had a little bit of both, man. Uh, and, you know, uh, some of, you might have seen some of my gameplay. I, I don't know if I've put it up within the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, I got both Kasane and Yuito wearing the fox mask, the classic Japanese fox mask, uh, whatever the case might be. Looking dope as ever. Um but yeah, man, I, I love some of the accessories. Some of the accessories are really cool in that yeah, game. Actually. Yeah, accessories are super yeah. dope, man. I like yeah. I like what they do. And I like aesthetics. And I like how when you when you uh, when you customize your character, not only can you see it while you're playing, it's but they even in included the in the cutscenes. Yes, oh man, yes. that's crazy. That's it's, crazy. It's amazing. I, I love when games do that. You keep me. It keeps me uh, enthralled in the game. Keeps me in the world. Um, I can say that they did that really well as far as storytelling and keeping you within the space and having you interested. Uh, they did that very well, man, and uh, that's hands down to them. Uh, but again, uh, Black Desert Online has been something I'm constantly on. Again, uh, I got the season pass. And, get them pearls. Get them pearls. Uh, it's not. You gotta get the. You don't have to get the pearls to play. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I'm in the season of that. I'm I'm kind of ahead of the ball uh, just because I'm not I'm no, I'm not newer to BDO. Um, and the seasons are set up uh, like the seasonal characters. I kind of set up for newer pe people to make it easier to have like an onboarding experience. And um, so I'm kind of ahead of the ball on that. So I've just been kind of chilling on that. Um, and other than that, man, as y'all see in the background, hopefully um, do want to tell you spoiler warning uh, for those who may be playing Death's Door, man. I got Death's Door running in the background. Uh, another fabulous game is one of the only games that Devolver Digital uh, during the showcase really pulled my attention. Um you know, during the show, it was like, man, that game looks interesting. I might have to check that out. And then as it get, as it got real closer to the release date, uh, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. But it ended up being twenty dollars, and I was like, man, look, go and drop that and check 17 it out. Seventeen with that sale. For Seventeen. Yeah. I bought it on a PC, yeah. so I got it for twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. but man, I this can't go understated. Death's Door is a amazing. Uh, what? Because it's like a people are saying it's a Metroid, Metroidvania, Zelda, Zelda Souls. Souls. It does a lot of these different things. Um, takes yeah. a lot of different aspects from different games, but it does it really well. Um, the story's yeah. tied in, the combat's pretty solid. It's not over the top. Um, if anything, this has me excited to play Hades now. Uh, yeah. again, these are one of those game styles that I usually wouldn't fall into just because there's a lot of other games that I'm interested in. Uh, but if it's a 15, even if it's an under minimum, uh, under 20 hour experience, I think it's well worth it, man. Um, every every little bit of it, again, Death's Door has done nothing but give me a good time. I ever since I've started playing it, it's been hard to put down, right? Um, the I've been killing myself more than anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rolling off the map, I I because I upgraded my uh agility or the, you know, my dexterity, I uh, was one of the first things I maxed out in the game. So it's like my rolls and my movement is so much faster than it probably would be for the like the normal person. So I'm just right. like I'm I'm making moves. I think I'm being a, being the ninja I am or whatever the case might be, being the maneuver man, and I end up rolling off the map. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and of I, course. I've done Absolutely. that several. I've done that several times. But um, other than that, Happens. man, the, the game is love. Uh, one thing I did want to put out there because people keep saying, "Oh, it's Souls like," and it's not. 
it's not punishing that way at all when see yeah. when people say souls like yeah it kind of implies to me that the game is punishing like it's going to punish you for failing um which souls does if you if you die, you lose your souls, and then if you die yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. those souls are completely still, gone. Still, still, you know, souls has become interchangeable with a lot of different feelings. I think yeah. it's overused now, but again, I think it's from the aspect because you die very quickly if you take a shot, right? Mm-mm. Like you can't take a lot of hits. Can you Definitely. take a lot of hits? You can, you can, you I haven't take, played it yet. So you could take. Uh, you got you got four bars. Uh, you got four bars of health. Uh, each okay. hit is equal to one bar. So you got four. T- so you got four, four hits. You got four, four hits. hits before you die, and you can heal. There's there's random okay. uh, throughout the world. You get these things called seeds, and what you do, yeah. you plant them in the pot, and it heals you. Um, and there's plenty of pots. They're like you'll come across a pot. Now, I say this, and I, I do have to keep in mind that my my play experience may not be the same as everybody. So I'm saying this coming from like oh like yeah like just because I'm having a simple time with it, or I'm not necessarily necessarily gonna say simple easy time with it, or whatever the case. I don't want to make it seem like everybody's going to have the same experience, but I just, I don't want to compare it to a souls game because that yeah. just saying that turns a lot of people off and it's, I don't want to be yeah. turned. I don't want nobody to be turned off by this. It's game. become an overused adjective at this point. It's more like, it's more Zelda esque yeah. as far as yeah. like, uh, you know, like difficulty puzzles and everything goes. It's more that like that. Um, if you don't like Zelda kind of difficulty, then maybe this isn't for you. Um, but it's it, that's what it reminds me of old school Zelda date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah but and it, it, sure. it does it really well. I've enjoyed every little bit that I've gotten out of it. Um, other than that, man, Pong. So what's yeah. up, man? What's what's what you feeling? How you feeling, man? Well, I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, since you deep dive kind of a little bit of desk door and stuff, uh, since we're on that topic, I might as well just uh cover a little bit of the two that I've been playing. Cause again, this week was big for indies. Uh, and you know, having yeah. these three indies come out, um, you know, even though a lot of people didn't remember about last stop, and I'll talk a little bit about last stop. Um, I haven't played a ton of it, but I played enough of it to speak on it a little bit. Um, I think it's it's important to see what's happening here, uh, that people are getting hyped and excited for games that back in the day would have just been part of the summer of arcade experience on Xbox 360 or whatever. And a lot of people would have missed out on these. But yeah. this is this is the place where we're at now with this industry where these indie titles are now hitting as if it was a you know, pretty close to a major AAA game hitting. Like people were hyped. Like people were like legitimately excited when people started getting their hands, especially on Death's Door. A lot of people, like I mean, that that it was like a AAA launch, and it's great to see because that is how healthy this industry is. And to have three games of this quality drop, um, all giving different experiences as well, I think is huge. Uh, and, and this is what we're going to see. This is why we're not going to be without content ever again, I don't believe. Like, there's going to be very few dry spells where people are looking for something to play just because we have so many people making games right now. It's ridiculous. And more are just coming. Um, and, and so I think it's huge. Uh, so this week, uh, again, I, I picked up Death, uh, Death Store, but I have not uh, played it. Um, I'm focused right now, uh, again, on Chris Tales, uh, which was my game that I've been looking forward to forever. Yeah, it's awesome. uh, if you, yeah Chris Tales. Okay, look, if you haven't heard about Chris Tales, um, it's from uh, Dreams, uh, Dreams Incorporated and SYCK, Sick. I don't know if they go by Sick or not. Um, those are the two developers. It's, it's published by Modus Games. Now, this is an ode to classic JRPGs. That's why I was so excited for this game because uh, everybody knows that's heard me 
in my heart of hearts, I'm a JRPG lover. I have been for a long time. That's what I grew up on. So these turn-based style old school with new flair is is something that I love. I can go back and play the old school and have no issues whatsoever, but I like the new takes that we're seeing on this genre because I don't want to see turn-based go away for good. Like I love I love Scarlet Nexus game of the year for me yeah. as well. Love the action, uh, you know, the action RPGs. Um, you know, I love that as well, but I don't want to see turn-based go away uh, because I think there's a place for it and it still tugs at my heartstrings. Yeah. So, and it's funny because me and you are both on a- opposite yep. uh, spectrums yep. of that. Yep. I, I think it's yeah. a it's an it's an older <laughs> niche kind of thing, and I'm not yeah. really for it. Where no, where no, you no, and that's you fine. know you're a represent you're a representative of that, and you and enjoy that's it. fine. Nothing wrong with and that. I don't I don't even care if it, it becomes a niche thing. I don't care. I just don't want to see it go away completely because yeah. I think it still ha- still has a place. So Chris Tales is an ode to those old school games. Uh, again, published by Modus Games. The art direction, the color palette, the animation that they went with is kind of a samurai Jack style anime uh that's the best way i love it uh this game has had a demo out on xbox for people who don't know for uh god almost six months to a year now i think that demo's been out there uh, available to play Uh, if you have any inkling to go try something like this please check it out uh this game brings in a time uh control mechanic which is extremely unique uh, it is more, it is, it is deeper than you believe it because you can combine that technique with other people in your party's abilities and create some crazy combos. So I'll just give you, I'll give you a quick example. The easiest one is that you go ahead uh, and you, uh, you hit them with a water attack from one of your characters. And then you use the time mechanic uh, from your marrying character to fast forward time yeah. to the future. Like and that. so their armor's rusted out. Their armor's rusted out. Their defense comes down. Uh, the other quick one to give you is you can actually use uh, people from attacking you from behind. You can put them into the past. So let's say you got these uh, these big, bad wolf-type uh, creatures attacking you, right? They're, they're, they're big. They're all beefed up, right? They're, they're hitting hard. Right. You, put the pot, you put the time, the past time on them. Guess what? They become little wolf pups. Ooh, and so they're much okay. easier to fight. Yeah, so That's just dope. different... Yeah, just different ideas like that. Um, but but the, the story is great. The writing is well done. The acting is well done. Um, and so Chris Tales is definitely one to check out if you like those classic style JRPGs. Bless you, by the way, sir. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, no. I, Probably we'll sneeze 10 more scenes. times. I but... get it. I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, Chris Tales is definitely one you want to check out. Now, less, Last Stop. A lot of people haven't heard about Last Stop. Uh, it is uh, Annapurna is the one that published it. Anybody who knows Annapurna, uh, they put out solid to great games. Uh, just talk to Indie Gamer. Uh, Annapurna is his fa- probably his favorite publisher. Yeah. Uh, just, just ahead of developer. Uh, but Annapurna is amazing uh, with the games that they find. This is by uh, developer Variable State. Uh, it is a narrative-driven game, uh, and I am not somebody that is—I am not somebody that is um, driven towards narrative games. Uh, right. They are very hit or miss for me. Um, so this is a game that's not going to be 
over the top challenging. Uh, it is story based with mini games while you're playing. Ooh. But I got to say, I played through a uh, first full chapter of one of the characters that you get to play because it's got an intertwining story mm-hmm. between multiple characters, right? So it's one of those games where, you know, you kind of play from different Call perspectives. Call the Nexus, yeah, same thing. Yeah, and yeah. it all comes together, right? Yeah, exactly. So I started out with one of the characters, played through the full chapter, got some cool mini games, but the story was intriguing. Let's put it that way. The story was very intriguing and kept me engaged to the point where I do want to play more of it. So that's also on Game Pass. A lot of people weren't aware of that. So last stop, go check it out. If you're into narrative games or you just want to try something a little more chill, a little more relaxing, maybe you want to kick back for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and just, you know, kind of of listen to a story and play through some mini games, do it. Uh, Last stop is well worth it. Um, So go check that one out as well. But again, it's just awesome to see these indie titles coming out of left field uh, in a lot of ways. A lot of these indie titles grabbing the headlines that would normally be reserved for bigger games. Right. Again, it just shows where we're at in this industry, uh, that this is the golden age of gaming. And we can expect a lot more of this going forward uh, because more and more of these indie developers are you know, coming over to console. Uh, it used to be PC only. And yes, there's still a ton on PC that we'll never get on console. Right. Uh, that market is huge. But I'm saying that we are getting a lot of games on consoles uh, as well that we just never normally would have gotten before in the past. And that's because of where we are at now. And, and it's a great time to be alive. So, yeah, man, I mean, as a gamer. Uh, whether people want to accept it or not, indies drive the market. Um, if it wasn't for indies, they wouldn't be uh, like innovation within the industry. Right. Um, again, right. indies can do something that AAA, AA, whatever A games can't can't, and that's um, take chances, um, do yep. things, or you know, experiment, do things that um, maybe are outside of the norm. Right. Uh, again, that's how that's how you get the get these types of games, uh, these different JRPGs. How you get these games like Death's Door. That's how you get these games like Hades. Um, people willing to go out of the box and really, uh, yep. you know, create their own thing and uh, really try to move the industry forward. Man, it's it's an amazing thing. Anybody that tries to downplay indies, uh, you're smoking crack. Uh, it, it is it is what it is. Uh, to downplay indies means you don't understand what gaming is. Uh, and again, uh, hey man, I, I understand that everybody wants their AAA bangers. I must see people trying to cancel that word out there now. Uh, but yeah, nah, let, no, let, no, I'm, no, you know what? Don't steal. You're right, though. Real quick on your point about that, I did see people this week actually trying to use Last Stop as pushing that narrative about GameStop or about Game Pass uh, fodder. I, I actually saw it happen again. It's like you got you people just don't get it. You clowns, stop to stop if you don't have interest in a game or you're just not interested in that part of the industry move on with your freaking life and stop trying to use it to downplay what game pass is that's the best part about game pass is you can go try a game like last stop that i never would have even given second thought to because again it's a narrative driven game it's hit or miss for me i would not spend money on that game normally but that's what game pass allows you to do is go try something and guess what i found a game that i actually like and i'm like this is cool and i may wind up buying it in the end to support the developer that's how this works. Yeah, exactly. And and, and it's crazy because we can actually make that a talking point real quick because that's something that bothers me, man. Uh, it's just this whole mantra of gatekeeping, <laughs> uh, of gatekeeping what could be, what's a good game, what's a bad game, what you should be playing, what what's fodder, what's this. I don't understand that mentality, brother. Like, 
Like half of these games that y'all talk about, I'm not interested in. But I'm also not going to be the guy to sit here and be like, or be a person, not just a guy, because I feel like it's, it should be anybody, um, to sit here and say that what you're playing is stupid or trash or you shouldn't be playing. Who am I or who is anybody to tell you what you should or should not be doing to enjoy the hobby that you that you spent money on? You know what I mean? Or you're invested in, whether you're doing it through Game Pass or people want to call it a, a rental service or whatever the case might be. You can say you can say what you want, man. Most day most games these days, if you don't have online, you're not gonna be gaming. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, like people try to make that whole DRM argument and playing games offline. Who plays games offline, really? Um, there are people who do. Now, no, don't get me wrong, but also let's be let's be honest with each other where gaming is going. You know what I mean? Um, we always try like try to say, oh, gaming is a privileged thing. Gaming is a selfish hobby. Gaming is expensive. And honestly, there are so many things that are coming out nowadays that are completely showing that that's null and void. Uh, you can get into gaming cheap, uh, $300. You can get into gaming cheap uh, on your phone uh, through uh, Xbox Game Pass, xCloud now. Uh, again, there's so many accessibility options happening. There's so many um, positions of opportunity to reach those 3 billion gamers that uh, Phil's is apparently trying to reach or that we as gamers should just be overall trying to talk to anyway. Uh, because if we want to see any differences, and this is something I guess I would probably, I would just use this as a segue to, uh, we'll start off with something heavy um, before, um, we'll actually, we'll do it after we get into the upcoming games part. Uh, but it kind of leads into the whole Blizzard Activision frat house thing, right? Um, where I don't remember where I was specifically wanted to take that now. Um, I was well, trying I mean, to pull up information. Obviously, you were Save going, me, Paul. You were, obviously, you were going with it. We need to reach the 3 billion people because the more people there that we, we get speaking about this, the more effect that we can have on the industry. Right? There we go. Obviously, yeah, there we I go. I think that's what you were trying that's, to say. That's, what I was, that's where I was taking it. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, jumping in there, shooting a three for me. I, I, I need you. it. I got you. If every Michael Jordan needs a Scottie Pippen, a Scottie Pippen needed Michael Jordan. So uh, depending on how you want to look at it, I guess that, that tells you. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of just leads into the whole Blizzard and Activision thing um, because the more people that we have to speak up on these things, the more change that we can influence, right? Or that we can have an effect on. Like, you know, we are having a conversation last night on GRG where we were saying that, hey, um, you know, uh, this sexual harassment shit and everything else that, that, you know, women are going through, or people of color are going through, or just different people are still having a hard time within the industry are going through. Oh, we need to all speak up. Oh, we just need to delete the Call of Duty. Oh, we just need to do that. And it's like, yeah, we should do all these things, but let's be honest, um, who's still going to play it anyway? Who's still going to look at those stories and say, ah, it doesn't affect me, so uh, I'm just going to keep playing the game anyway. Um, it's not going to be until, um, and it was one of my points that I made, it's up to us to stand up on the front lines and make these points and talk to these people and let people know that, hey, man, this is a problem. We should all like really look at this and see what's going on because it's not like this is new. That's, and and that's, the, that's the thing for me. This is something that goes on in every industry. And every company likes to throw these things under the rug. Um, I don't want to give away our whole spiel before we get into that yeah. uh, conversation, but but yeah, I'm just trying to trying to demonstrate how that goes hand in hand with each other, um, as far as just like getting everybody uh, reaching the masses and getting everybody on a similar, right? Um, so, but with that being said, Pong, I, I've talked enough. It is time said. to get into the upcoming games. What's Ooh, going on, man? Let's talk. Another to big week. Let's another big him. week. Oh my God, Steel! Look, look, look! We've I mean, been trying to warn people 
for a long time and worn is not the right word but it kind of is but these games are going to just continue we are getting flooded with games right now and it's going to continue through the end of the year uh we've got two we've got two to three big games per month from here on out through the end of the year uh we don't know for sure what 2022 is going to look like but from the lineups that that, that everybody's talking about it's going to be the same thing uh again this is just this is the beginning so this week is no different we got some great games coming out so uh let's start with uh contra returns uh and again we're using game informer this week uh, yes. i did spend some time this week trying to find one place that has at least 90% accuracy. And unfortunately everybody's all different. So when yes. it comes to these releases, so, so this week we're just going to use game informer again. So uh game informer uh, backslash 2021 or forward slash, I should say 2021 uh, right. for anybody uh, who wants to follow along. Uh, it's again, it's hit or miss, but here we are. Contra returns for mobile iOS and Android. So anybody looking for a Contra new Contra game, or I should say, an old game, but again, it's being brought to mobile. Uh, go, yeah, new old game. Uh, go check out Contra Returns uh, on mobile. Uh, again, Steel, Steel and I were having this, uh, and I'm not going to get too sidetracked here, but it, it was kind of interesting because we were having a uh, conversation behind the scenes before the show uh, because, you know what, I've actually, I don't like playing on my phone and I don't like mobile, but ever since I got my Razer Kishi, I'm really trying to open myself up to some of these games because there is so much money being pumped into mobile that we are going to have some really good experience. Genshin Impact is probably the, the one that comes to the top of my head out the gates that really hit mainstream. Um, and, and I think we're going to start seeing more and more of those types of games come to mobile and not necessarily show up on our console or PC all the time. Again, I know Genshin Impact has made it there and it was on PC, right. but I'm just saying I'm trying to open myself up a little little bit to the mobile aspect yeah. uh because i think there's going to some be some real quality there already is but there's going to be more and more quality coming to that to those platforms so uh again i'm keeping my eyes open here so contra mm. returns mobile july 26 then july 27th for anybody with an xbox console out there series console you know what's coming uh, a lot of people are excited for it a lot of people aren't and that's okay totally get it uh but at the same time this is probably the best uh definition of a next generation game uh which is now current generation yeah. uh that we've had yet uh for the series consoles and that's microsoft flight simulator this game looks stunning it is magic almost literally magic on how they got this thing up and running on both the series s and the series x when we have seen time and time again what it is doing to Top of the line PCs out there. Top of the line PCs are having issues with this game. For them to squeeze this thing into the Series S and the Series X is not only a testament to the developers over at Sobo, but it is a testament to what uh, Xbox themselves have put in these boxes yeah. to be able to run a game like this. So for anybody who doesn't know, Flight Simulator is coming out July 27th. It is going to run at 4K30. However, for those of us that are lucky enough, privileged enough to have a monitor or a TV that does have VRR because Xbox supports VRR, they are unlocking this. So there are, they're uncapping the frames. So uh, there are points in the game that where with VRR, you're going to see 60, uh, which is 
absolutely incredible, right? It's not going to be when you're flying close to the ground or in heavy populated cities, obviously. But when you're up in that air, you know, again, playing with a jumbo jet or whatever else, and you're cruising at 30,000, you're going to see really, really amazing performance for a $500 or $300 box, right? It's pretty crazy. Go ahead, Steele. I I was just going to say that, um, yes, it's it's an extremely amazing thing, but I wanted to just touch on VRR. For those who might not know what what it is, man, um, it just allows your screen to adjust how often it refreshes the image to match the frame rate of your console or PC. Um, Variable refresh rate. Yes, um, and I just want to do that because I know a lot of us Uh, I know yeah. a lot of us, we tend to talk about things like we're like we're just talking to, you know, our group yeah. of people. But I want it, <laughs> oh, I want it to be for anybody who, who's listening yeah. or paying attention. Uh, when yeah. we say, when we throw out these terms or whatever, I want to make sure people understand. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, flight sim, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to console. Again, like I keep telling people, it's an amazing thing. Uh, again, there's uh, apparently they're streaming in two petabytes. Um, for those who might not know what a petabyte is, it's a thousand terabytes. So just imagine that um, a thousand terabytes is one uh, petabyte um so they're doing two thousand terabytes worth of data streaming into your console uh to get the game running the way that it's running uh there it's doing so many things doing amazing things uh again i didn't think it was going to be fully possible um on this on the console um i I was expecting at least worse performance uh but it, it, it seems from what i have seen um through twitter or just little videos that i've uh caught my eye uh that have caught my eye excuse me um and it was on Series S that really I was seeing the gameplay from. It's crazy, man. It's insane. Um, whether you want to consider this a game or not, it's completely up to you. At the end of the day, it is on console. It is using the hardware within your console. So uh, the fact that it's being played on console and it's also going to be in Game Pass, um, it's going to be an amazing thing, man. Uh, my, yeah. my Flight Sim has been along for a long time. Uh, like, um, freaking, I uh, can't think of his name right now. Um. Anyway, going. <laughs> anyway, no, it don't matter. Uh, but uh, flight sim has been around for a long time. Uh, it, it is. This is a chance for a lot of people who might been interested in maybe flying a plane or maybe just want to see what um it's all about to really check it out. So uh, I, I find that interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, for those who are interested too, they do have an offline and an online yes. mode. Co-op mode. Uh, co-op mode as well. But the you can if like. For whatever reason, uh, they allow you to uninstall either the online or the offline mode. So you don't have to hold that. It's about 100 gigs, uh, a little bit over 100 gigs. So if you got hard drive problems um, and you want to do that now, again, I would personally check out the offline mode before I use that, because, of course, you lose a ton. You do lose a lot of detail. You lose a lot of the cities um, and that kind of stuff. And you're not going to get the real time weather uh, and that kind of those those features are going to be disabled in offline mode right, right, right. um but but the mere fact that they included that means that they were honestly thinking about the console owners out there especially the series s players who might be really constrained for space um to be able to remove that mode is awesome so one of the other modes so that that's really cool um but yeah go check this out guys um again i'll be flying i don't again this is one of those games like Either I'm going to get sucked in or I'm going to play around with it a bit, fly over my house, have a good time, and then be done with it. But the more I watch of videos, this is a completely chill, relaxed game for yeah. me where I'm just going to fly around the world and check out different sites and stuff because the visuals are so stunning, especially at some of the big sites uh, where they go into detail. I just want to go see everywhere. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm on the fence how this is going to play out. 
And I might really get into learning how to fly each of the individual planes. And then, of course, when they come out with the Top Gun DLC later this year, you know I'm going to be all about that. Getting on my jets and landing on an aircraft carrier. That's like a childhood dream of mine after Top Gun. So I can't wait to do that. So, yeah, no, this is this is going to be good stuff, guys. Flight Simulator again. Uh, the 27th, it's available for pre-download now. Uh, they actually even have it so that you can start the game. I thought it was like released early. I was getting all excited. I was getting ready to put out a tweet like, guys, you can go play Flight Sim now. But actually, you can push the start button, and, and then it brings you to another video and says, thank you for being excited. We're happy that you're excited to play our game, but not until July 27th. So it faked me out. But uh, yeah, July 27th, Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator. Uh, also, July 27th. For you PlayStation and Switch people, awesome RPG comes out. Neo, the world ends with you. Uh, this is a sequel to the first one. This is by Square Enix. It's a very unique um, RPG uh, in terms of style, in terms of story. Um, this is one that I'm extremely jealous of. I wish I still had my PlayStation 4 because I would pick this one up in a heartbeat um so anybody out there uh that was looking for a new rpg you could jump into this one without playing the first one um you might miss some of the story beats but it's well worth it again if you're looking for an rpg uh neil the world ends with you on july 27th for switch and playstation 4 um so go check that out uh samurai warriors 5 also on july god july 27th is just hitting oh boy Samurai Warriors 5. So any of you Musu lovers out there, you know the drill. If you don't know the drill by now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Musu fighting series, uh, again, either you love them or hate them. There's very few people who fall in the middle of those two. Uh, now we can have debates about which one, Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, which one's better. Uh, but if you're a Musu lover, go try the demo. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 does have a demo on both PlayStation, Xbox, and PC right now. And I think on the Switch too, because uh, it's coming to the Switch. Um, go check out the demo. Go play it because they've changed the visual style. Uh, they've gone to a more artistic uh, style um, as far as the characters go in this one. Uh, it works extremely well. I think the combat feels a lot more fluid than it has in the past. It's been good in the past for sure. You have to have a decent combat system to play Musu style when you're fighting against, you know, whatever you want to say, a thousand people on the screen at one right. time, right? So you got to have something decent, but this game brings it up a notch. Uh, I can see why people have been saying this is the best one that they've played in a long time um, already from the demo, uh, and I would agree with them. So uh, Samurai 5 uh, is an awesome-looking uh, game. If I wasn't on a budget, I would definitely be picking this one up on the 27th. I'm going to wait for a bit, uh, but the demo definitely gave me a taste, and I am hyped to eventually pick this one up for sure. Uh, so, uh, go check out, yeah, check out Samuel Warriors 5, July 27th, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Of course, everybody's favorite video game attorney comes back. Now, the unfortunate part is, is they, for whatever reason, uh, have not included Xbox in this. No. So, um, which is, which is strange because it did pretty... Yeah, I know, but it did pretty well uh, when they released the bundle uh, on Xbox. So you can go, I mean, you can go pick up the, the bundle on Xbox, but why they're not doing this Chronicles one, I have no idea. But, you know, like Steel just said, Capcom. So what are you going to do? Yeah. PlayStation 4, Switch, PC, July 27th. Um, I've never jumped into the Great Ace Attorney Chronicle or uh, Great Ace uh, Attorney series, but I have looked at it plenty of times because it does look kind of fun. Uh, I just never pulled the trigger, but I know a lot of people love it. So, right. you know, it's good. 
It's good stuff. Uh, Tribes of Midgard. Now, this one we saw at the State of Play um, just the other week uh, for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. Definitely looks interesting. Uh, published by Gearbox, uh, developed yeah. by Norsefell. One to ten players, multiplayer, uh, isometric view. Uh, you know, you know the drill. Uh, ARP, you know, action RPG. Uh, so uh, definitely go check this one out. It looks great. I hope eventually it does come to Xbox. I don't know if this is a full exclusive or if it's just a timed exclusive, um, but it actually does look really good. Tribes of Midgard also on July 27th. July 28th, Chernobyl Light. Now, this is an interesting one. This falls right in line. Uh, go watch the videos on it. It's going to be, P- it's, it's, it's coming out. Um, I think it's coming out later. The, yeah, it's coming out later this year, September, uh, for PlayStation and for Xbox. Chernobyl Light is a smaller team uh, developed by uh, the Farm 51. Uh, yeah. But this is another, I believe they are either Russian or Ukrainian developer. And we know what comes out of over there, right? We get the Metro series, right? Of course. Uh, and so there's a heavy, heavy influence from Stalker and from Metro. This is another one of those same types of games. Again, the Chernobyl um, devastation over there, the, the accident that happened with yeah. the Chernobyl nuclear plant. Uh, really influenced people over there more than we know about it in the West, right? Yes. We, we, we don't understand what that did to people over there from, from a personal experience and how they think about things. Right. And it's influenced a whole genre of video games That's right from over mm-hmm. there yeah so this is just another one of those looks really good uh you know obviously you can tell it's a smaller team um you know maybe not the quality of a stalker or a metro but again if you like those types of experience go check out the videos on this it's coming july 28th to pc and then september 7th looks like the launch for playstation and xbox uh and it's going to be on the uh previous uh generation as well playstation 4 and xbox one so go check out the videos it looks kind of cool um and again I don't, I like these games. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in that one. Uh, near reincarnation. That's right. The near series, uh, which is absolutely fabulous yes. uh, is coming to mobile. So near reincarnation on iOS and Android July 28th. Uh, then we've got the forgotten city on PlayStation five, Xbox series X and S PlayStation four, Xbox one PC coming out July 28th. Uh, Forgotten City, I can't say that I even know what this one is about. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. It says it's a role-playing game. It's from Modern Storyteller uh, and published by Dear Villagers. Um, It's a single-player RPG. Um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Go check it out. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be like. So I can't say that I've heard of anything about that one. So we got another RPG coming, though. Uh, Then we got The Eldest uh, eldest souls coming for playstation 5 xbox series x and s playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc this comes out july 29th uh again uh it looks like an action uh game um and uh from fallen flag studio ci games and united label published uh so again more interesting games coming out of the blue uh again i can't say that i've checked that one out have you checked that one out still uh well elder souls yeah no, I haven't. I haven't yeah. checked it out. I haven't yeah. had any interest in any interest in it myself. But no, I'm just saying we got all these games coming out that could be awesome that we don't even know about because there's just so much coming out. Oh now. yeah, so it's crazy. Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Series PC, iOS, and Android, July 29th. 
Uh, of course, this is a remaster of some of the early uh, fan, uh, Final Fantasy series, um, one, two, and three. Uh, so again, classics in every, or one through six, I should say. Um, classics in every stretch of the imagination. Uh, everybody kind of was like, when it was announced, was like, why just PC and mobile? Why is it not coming to console? Uh, Square kind of came out and said, well, if there's enough interest, we'll, we'll think about bringing it to other places. It's like, right. what? What? These, these are the original Final Fantasy games. Of course, there's interest. Bring them to console, Square. Stop making excuses. But, you know, again, they're going to be available uh, on, on mobile and PC. So uh, definitely something to look forward to there for all the old school Final Fantasy uh, people out there uh definitely i you know again if it was available on console i'd probably pick it up as is maybe this will be one of those mobile games i do honestly pick up because i right. kind of want to go back and play them so but i've got so much to play who am i kidding uh <laughs> the uh the ascent everybody and their brothers and mothers and sisters have been waiting yes. for the ascent not everybody again there's people out there who just does not appeal to totally get it but for all of us uh, Diablo-esque style, The Ascent made by, I think it's... Neon Giant. Neon Giant, 11 people, 14 people, plus uh, some... They, they did give credit to some other people out there. Uh, there was a deep dive that they just had with Neon Giant uh, earlier this week. Go check out that video. A really cool interview with the developers and some background on some of the play mechanics and some of the map layouts. They talked about how they designed an AI to create... Uh, the actual instances that you're going to want, find yourself in, and it can be totally random. The encounters can be completely random. One area can have, uh, you know, a certain encounter for somebody, and then another person will hit that area and get a completely different encounter. Okay. Um, you know, uh, really cool stuff. Like they really honed in on that and said they wanted to make every experience kind of unique. Um, and so, uh, really, really awesome interview. Go check out that interview. If you guys are interested in the ascent and deep diving it, they talked about the shooting mechanic, mm -hmm. being able to, you know, raise your gun up, shoot over cover, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff that we've heard about. Uh, they really went, uh, and talked about how that came about and why they did that. Um, so just go check it out. Really cool stuff. The Ascent is big on a lot of people's lists. I know, Steel, you are excited as well. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm hella excited about the Ascent. I guess it's Diablo-esque, the shooter. It also has some cover-based uh, mechanics to it. I'm thoroughly interested in it, um, especially getting in there some co-op play. I know me and you have been in the background oh, talking yeah. about oh, it. Yeah for a while that we were going to jump in there and really uh, tear the game apart. Um, it also has some looter elements in it, man. So it has a lot of different things, yeah. um, pulling from different games or whatever, pulling into one place. Again, uh, like I explained it to, I can't remember who I was talking to about it last time, but I was saying if uh, it could be one of the, uh, it's a cyberpunk game that could be the cyberpunk-esque uh, kind of life or world that people were looking for. Um, if you didn't play Cyberpunk, or maybe you were turned off of the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I know me and Pong had uh, thoroughly enjoyed Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, and maybe The Ascent is more your style. Maybe it's the true Cyberpunk that you can uh, But again, from everything that I've seen, they're bringing the world to life. Uh, they're going they're going boombastic with it, man. Uh, from the visuals, um, particle effects to just everything that i've seen the mechanics of the game looks excellent looks like it's going to be a good time to play uh to get in and have a fun time with uh, i did a little bit of research the neon giant was founded in 2018 uh so three years ago and there's only uh from what it says on wikipedia you know how wikipedia goes um they only have 11 members so still yeah. still, only, still, still only 11 members man and it's uh it's an amazing thing uh that they've you know uh the other thing that's 
I feel like people should pay attention to as far as the ascent goes is that they have taken taken their time with this game. Um, right. You know, this this was definitely one of those games where it came out and they said uh, it'll be ready when it's ready. And now they're it's finally coming to that finish line. Uh, they're ready to ready to pull it out. So we'll see uh, how great or not great it is. Right. Here right. Soon. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Uh, absolutely. And so I totally uh, am looking forward to the ascent. This has been on my list for so long. I can't believe it's finally here. Uh, just crazy. Uh, so uh, that is awesome. I again, that's just man it's just it seems like we've been because it was supposed to be out last year right so all the hype yeah, was yeah. surrounding it we were supposed to be out last year and then it got pushed and then we didn't hear anything from them and you know their their social media has been so good with keeping uh you know contact with the community and you know putting out all these you know crazy tweets and stuff that really kept the interest high and for me it was like man uh i just want to date I just want a date. And they were playing off of that. Right. And they were like refusing to tell us when they were going to launch. So for it to be finally here, I can't wait to dive in, especially with you brother uh, and some other people. It's going to be fun co-op experience for sure. Um, this is going to be something special. So yeah, uh, the ascent. And then finally uh, we end with the uh, alone with you. Um, and this one is uh, out on switch. This came out a long time ago. It's a sci-fi romance uh, adventure Ooh, that came out uh, style. yeah yeah no not, not my style but <laughs> it, I, it, it, single developer single developer so any of you you know obviously the, there's a lot in the indie uh, scene a lot of people love to try these games out it was mm -hmm. already out on PlayStation 4 and Vita back in 2016 oh wow so, okay but but Switch is finally getting it so um, cool go check it out again uh, I never never question or judge what people play I think it's all cool no matter what it's a video game at the end of the day yeah. uh, somebody poured their heart and soul into it it's art I'm all about it so alone with you a sci-fi romance adventure so go check that one out but that that ends our list uh and just to correct uh, myself uh because i saw beast mode bring it up uh beast mode i apologize uh for making it seem like i was saying farm 51 themselves was a smaller developer that's yeah, not they're right. 100 man team yeah, that's that, that's not what i meant i meant a smaller budget uh they tend a lot of their stuff is more double a than it is triple a Apologize if that didn't come across properly. Mm -hmm. uh, my mistake. Uh, I do not want to downplay what Farm 51 and the rest of those guys do over there. Um, I already know it's it's big. Uh, so I, I did not mean that whatsoever. I just meant to, you know, again, just not the full AAA experience like a Metro or like a Stalker. And I know Stalker is even considered AAA, but when you look at that team and how long they've been around doing what they do, you can definitely tell the difference. That's all I was saying. But Chernobyl Light definitely looks fun. Uh, and I'm all yeah. about it. So. That's Facts. that, but that's games coming out this week, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, so. hey! So uh, if you, if any of those games that you guys may be excited for, let us know in the chat um, and see, and, and we'll we'll uh, acknowledge it, or maybe we won't. Maybe uh, we just don't like your opinion. <laughs> Who knows? No, nah, I'm playing, but um, not but be for real. Just to kind of. Uh, wind things back up again you are tuned into the living split screen lss as it is known for short um where we give you that live raw uncut energetic authentic content every saturday morning uh giving you that energy that you need to get into your weekend uh giving you the vibes you need uh within the the gaming space and just giving you uh all kinds of information going on within the gaming world uh, and also giving our own little spiel on it um, and giving our own opinions on it um, within personal topics or just anything that's maybe going on within the industry. 
Uh, we are a non-console-centric platform, um, and I just want to, I can't, uh, you know, that can never go understated, you know what I mean? I, I see a lot of people who make uh, specific uh, content for certain platforms. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has a has a preference. Uh, but again, we're trying to touch those three billion gamers. I cannot, uh, that can't go understated either. I feel like me and Pong are definitely among those same lines as far as that goes. Uh, we're trying to reach the masses, man. Uh, again, uh, for gaming to be the number one entertainment business across the world, it does not get treated as such. Uh, people still downplay it. People still look at it like it's some kid thing. Uh, people still try to make it seem like it's pointless if you're a gamer or you're just wasting time. Um, but they'll watch TV all day. Uh, but that's neither here or there, man. Uh, with that being said, I guess that moves us into our first topic, man. Hour in, we're getting to the first topic. Uh, let's, let's us know what kind of show is going to be. This is right? how we do it. This is how we do it. Uh, but who knows? Uh, we, we may not go too long on, on some of these topics. Uh, I guess we'll start off with, because we kind of started the show with it, and I was eager to, seemingly eager to jump into it. Um, we'll start off with the whole Blizzard and Activision Red House. Okay. All right. Um, and essentially, what's been kind of going on with this entire situation? That uh, Blizzard, Activision have gone, have been put under a uh, suit over frat boy culture. So I'm going to read this as uh, as it's coming. It's coming from uh, BloombergLaw.com. BloombergLaw. Um, but I'm just going to read it as such. Uh, and Look, and it's a problem, right? Uh, and it's going on. It's going on in a lot of different industries. Um, an employee actually ended up losing her life because of this. Uh, apparently, some nudes got leaked out, or whatever the case might be, and uh, she caught a lot of flack for it. Um, she ended up committing suicide, uh, which is not okay. Uh, she was also getting harassed. She was also getting. Uh, yeah, her things. her pictures were being passed around at company parties. Yes, sir. Her, her yes, her nude photos were being passed around during company parties during company time. Like everybody, yeah, it's freaking awful. So, um, but yeah, so it's a it's a terrible thing, and it's something that we should never, um, you know, accept. Uh, I know so, someone in the chat was saying that I can't remember who exactly who it was. Uh, someone in the chat was earlier saying that oh, uh, this is actually a bigger deal than what it is uh, because someone died. And to be honest. Uh, even without someone dying, it's a big deal. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it is, it is what it is. It shouldn't be happening, um, but it continues to happen. And why? Because these companies are so big to the point they feel like they can sweep anything under the rug, uh, get some lawyers on it, and they don't ever have to deal with it again. Uh, and that's just not true. Uh, but it's also, uh, I kind of spoke on it, on it last night, uh, it's up to us to make it a thing. Uh, it's important that uh, we on podcasts, or we are just cover the industry talk about these things so that other people who tune into our shows can actually uh realize it and get some attention put on it like for example last night we had some people that said hey i'm just not going to commit to call of duty anymore i'm, I'm going to uninstall it i'm not going to play it uh and that's going to be me putting my foot down uh, i'm right there with you i mean i'm not investing in call of duty anymore uh, the only reason i have cold war or have warzone now when I mean, one warzone was free uh and it's the only call of duty that i feel like it's worth any time but to, uh, my brother bought it you know what i mean uh so it's one of those things where i'm just not as invested in call of duty as i used to be uh they along with them just reiterating having that whole sport mentality with 2k madden or anything like that releasing the same games over and over and over again expecting different results or not not expecting different results because they're getting the same results every time uh they're selling like crazy uh i guess that gives them some credence to 
feel like they can do whatever they want to push things under the rug. But um, video game giant Activision Blizzard, uh, maker of games including World of Warcraft and Diablo, fosters a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by California uh, Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Uh, a two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company leadership consistently failed to take steps in preventing, preventing discrimination, harassment, and retaliation, agency has said. According to the complaint filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Superior Court, female employees make up the 20% of the Activision workforce. So, I'm not going to keep on. And are subjected to a pervasive frat boy workplace culture, including cube crawls, in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate excuse me, behavior towards female employees. First of all, what the entire fuck do y'all are y'all doing in y'all's place of business? And why is this allowed? This is part of the problem. Why is there nobody in management saying, oh, uh, this isn't, uh, this isn't uh, college. You don't need to be in here just doing whatever. We're just supposed to be a professional place. Uh, we should be carrying ourselves as such. Again, Activision makes billions of dollars on Call of Duty year over year. And you're telling me that there's nobody in place to make sure that these fucking crazy ass things aren't happening? There's not people drinking on the job doing cube crawls uh doing inappropriate things with their uh, their you know female counterparts again 20 percent of the workforce at activision and this goes for a lot of places like it's one thing to be you know to be uh someone of color right you're already a minority in a lot of these places uh but then it's another thing to uh, to be a woman and then also or or be a woman of color if one of the uh, one of the other you're gonna have a hard time with uh just because uh people seemingly don't have a have an issue with treating people equally uh you know and that could be a whole different conversation i've dealt with, I've dealt with similar things my entire life me being a, uh, a light-skinned light-skinned guy or um as i say and my father's taught me as a black man in america uh i've always been questioned about what side i should play or whatever the case might be and i've never understood that because at the end of the day i'm me I, i'm not trying to be somebody i'm not you know or whatever, whatever this case might be and i understand my lineage and where i come from uh, but that this needless here there it's it's just absurd to me man that these types of things are continuously uh, being allowed to happen um and honestly you know we talk about activision or whatever the case might be uh but i'll just give you a, a more personal example even in my own place of appointment um uh, where i was working in a warehouse or whatever the case might be uh it was the same thing. Uh, women get treated completely differently. Uh, at, at where actually it was kind of the opposite thing was the men get treated unfairly uh, because uh, they didn't want the women to, to do more. Uh, it's supposed to be equal opportunity or whatever the case might be, uh, but you're not treating it equal. Uh, you're not treating it equal. Uh, you're having them, uh, you know, you're saying that, oh, she can do, she only needs to do this specific thing. Um, even though her job, our job, because uh, I was working and receiving with like, we had, we had a team of like four or five people. Um, we had one female that was working with us and uh, her job was completely different from our job. And I never understood that 
uh, just because if it's supposed to be equal opportunity, aren't we all supposed to have the same, uh, you know, duties or whatever the case might be? And she got treated completely different, uh, mainly because I feel like they were scared that she would, because she's around it, surrounded by guys, that she would, uh, you know, complain. Because I mean, it's a dual-edged, it's a dual, uh, it's a double-bladed sword too, right? Um, because we want equal opportunity, but we also don't want things on the completely opposite side of the spectrum, like it was where I was working. Where it's just like you give, you're giving out so much leeway to the point where you're allowing this person to now be lazy or to think that um, they're doing everything that they could be and they're not. Whereas this is completely different. Um, in gaming, it's already hard enough for a lot of game devs stay within the industry. I think uh, a lot of people from devs that I've heard talk about it, uh, devs don't stay in the industry for longer than five years. And that's crazy to think about. Uh, that you're something that you're passionate about, uh, something that you care about, something that you pour your life, your essence into, you can only give a minute, uh, like a minimum of five or a maximum sometimes at five years because you're burnt out or because of the, how the industry treats you. It's just, it's showing me more and more that there's a bigger problem going on and it's up to us to really bring it to that mantle, uh, to get attention put to put to it, man, because it's, it should not be this way. Uh, the fact that we continuously running into these problems, uh, whether it's discrimination or unequal uh, uh, employment, uh, people being treated differently. I don't get it. Uh, again, as humans, it's sickening to me. Uh, we can never treat each other fairly. We always have to have one up over the other person for some reason. Um, men, I, it's a constant thing that I've always seen from a lot of men uh, where they're not. Uh, people some a lot of people call it simping uh or people uh was the opposite kind opposite side of the spectrum where you're so enthralled by a chick or whatever the case might be where you're actually uh like being a nuisance um and actually becoming a problem like and there's always that fine line to play because there's just normal guys like me and pong who you know just who love who love people who love people we we love hate people but um we we love people overall right and we just want to see people get treated equally and treated fairly and uh, for nobody to be judged based off of you being a woman, you being or whatever other color that you might be, uh, just being treated as a human being, because at the end of the day, that's what we all are, um, especially within this passion or especially within this industry that's already uh, can, can be complicated all in itself. Again, uh, you know, people are saying, oh, this is such a big thing in the gaming thing. It's an issue across the world. Human trafficking, uh, sex trafficking has, be, has been bigger than ever, whether you want to say that's because of uh, it's more new, it's more on the news or because the internet has made it a bigger thing nowadays. It does not matter. It's still becoming the thing. Uh, I have younger daughters myself. And if I heard a story like this going on at their place of employment as they get older, you would you would nine times out of ten, you should know that I as a father would be willing to come up there in the Activision building and start some help. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what I'd probably do uh, because it could be up on the borderline of crazy. But I mean, <laughs> but you have to but you have to be. Uh, you have to understand, like, someone lost their life because of this, right? Uh, this whole frat boy mentality, this college mentality, this uh, this kid-like, uh, child-like mentality when you're supposed to be, this is supposed to be your place of work, uh, your um, your place of, uh, you know, your future, your, uh, your endeavors, or whatever the case might be. But um, with that being said, just from what I've read so far, Pong, um, and everything that you've seen so far about this entire story, man, uh, with Activision Blizzard being sued over their seemingly frat boy nature, well, I mean, how are you feeling about this? Thing? Are you, uh, what you thinking, man? Look, we could have a whole day's worth of uh, talk on 
the uh, the uh, conditions that bring about this, that the cancer that's eating society from within uh, that allows this kind of stuff to happen, right? So right. this this is this is deep, okay? And this goes well beyond just the gaming industry, like right. you said. Um, this is in all places. And again, for, for myself, um, you know, I'm going to say I, I remove uh, the gender part of it. I remove uh, the race part of it, the religion part of it, whatever the case may be. This is, again, gets to the core of human beings treating other human beings appropriately, no matter who and what the situation is. Right. This this comes down to what has happened. We've always had bad people. We've always had uh, bad actors. We've oh, yeah. always had we've always had people that that have not, you know, been appropriate we've always had that but but in this day and age and again we can have discussions about throughout history what that has meant as well uh but but in this day and age for you to go into a workplace and think that you can treat another human being with anything other than respect is crazy to me okay now again are there going to be people that rub you the wrong way are there going to be people that do uh, come to work uh, with not the best intentions and try to make your work day hell. Yes, I've yeah, experienced everywhere. that personally. Yeah, I've experienced that personally. But there are avenues to take during that standpoint. And if you are working for a company uh, that makes you fearful to speak out, and again, with this industry uh, and other industries where it is a close-knit group um, and people talk, um, I understand the fear of being blacklisted out of an industry. I get yeah. that as well. And I understand that that's there. However, if you have a management team that is allowing this to happen, that's where it starts. It starts at the top and it works its way down. We know this stuff does not happen without management knowing. First and right. foremost, first and foremost, if your management team is unaware of these types of allegations that are currently there's a bigger that, that problem. out there, 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 there's a huge, huge problem. You have right. people in the wrong positions. I've been in leadership roles within small companies and within large companies. And trust me, I knew what was going on on the floor at a ground level, right? Even, even if You're I aware, wasn't yeah even if I wasn't interacting daily with those people, which is hard to believe in the gaming industry, since it's such a hands-on thing. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta believe that it was well-known. Um, right. But even if that's the case, you still know what the mood is and what's happening on your floors, right? And what, what's happening within your groups and your divisions, whatever you, however you split up the, the company, right? So from the top down, that's where it starts and everybody needs to clean house. Okay. Period point blank. Activision Blizzard, if they want to be serious about this, and again, everybody gets to have their day in court. This is still America. Again, we we, we know they've already been tried and and, and hung in you know right. out in the in the court of of common opinion, right? Yeah. We already know that. Once these allegations got out there, it's over with, right? It's it's obvious that most people believe that this stuff could be happening, right? So mm -hmm. so I get that fact, but they still get their day in court. But if Activision and Blizzard are serious, the mere fact that these allegations are out there. There. Whether all of them are true or whether one of them's true does not matter at the end of the day. The matter, the, the point of fact is, is that you had employees who felt like this, who went and unfortunately somebody lost their life because of how they were feeling. And supposedly it was at a company event, a company retreat that they chose to do that. And whether that was to make a statement or whether they just built up to that point where they did it, the point of fact that you had that happen. That's crazy to think about. Right. right. Crazy. <laughs> oh crazy beyond. 
if you guys are serious about this, you fire everybody who is involved in the management. Okay. You fire everybody yeah, who is involved because again, mm-hmm. again, if, if, even if they were unaware, that means they're terrible leaders. Okay. You don't need them there. They're gone. Okay. But the people that did know and that were complicit in this gone period point blank from the top down. Now, again, is, is Bobby Kotick going to be like, Oh no, of course not. He got That's paid more. Going. He it got should. paid yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But again, you fire everybody that was involved in this instantaneously, you burn it to the ground and you start over from scratch. If you're serious, if you're serious, because this culture, again, if it's this embedded where these people felt they could get away with this to this extent, mm-hmm. you have a cancer. And that cancer needs to be cut out completely. Um, And there is no room for it anymore. Again, in this day and age, for anybody to go to a workplace and think that it's okay to have drunk parties in which the men are in your work environment, in your what? On your work floor. We're not even talking about like I've been to like back in the day. Yeah. In my industry, when sales finance, oh, some. I've been to some oh. crazy Christmas parties. Okay? I, I, I've been to some crazy it. New Year's parties, right? Parties, sure. I, I, I've seen somebody get divorced at a party. Ooh. Okay. So, so again, that stuff is old school and that stuff used to happen because companies used to have those situations. But nowadays for this, and this only goes back, they said five years, I want to say, I think that the lawsuit went back to some of these allegations. Do you think that this is okay on your company time in your company premises to have people acting out like this, sexually harassing women, uh, let alone just the day-to-day stuff that they talk about in mm-hmm. those allegations with, with, with how you are letting your male employees play video games all day while the women are expected to uh, micromanage, be micromanaged on their 15 minute breaks or whatever the deal was uh, to pulling women out of the uh, nursery offices where they had them set up for nursing Mm -hmm. uh, and saying, we need this space to, to have a meeting and kicking them out again for that to even be, even be, a thought in nowadays workplace means that you have a cancer and it needs to be eradicated completely. And the only way you're going to do that is by removing everybody who is in charge. Yep. Now, as far as again, shout out to Mr. Bad bit uh, trophy room, PS trophy room. Um, he is, he has taken the steps that he's decided for, for, for the trophy room. They're not going to talk about games coming from Activision blizzard anymore. Um, and I understand where he's coming from, and that's a personal decision. And I, I have respect. Again, if you're if you're choosing not to buy Activision Blizzard games anymore because of this, respect. I mean, that's, honestly, that's your, Pong, if I'll, I'll ask you this question live on yeah. the air, man. Um, yeah. I mean, how does it make you feel about getting uh, Diablo Two now? Because that's it, another game that me, me and you both were interested in. Right. Um, be, just because of, I mean, it's something we rolled off from back in the day. Um, yep. now, are like. Do we take the same stance? Yeah. Um, for me personally, it, this is a highly gray area, so I, I'm not going to shy away from it. Um, I do not believe in doing that part of this as far as not buying games or voting with your wallet, because at the end of the day, you're hurting good people. Okay. Because there are good people there. There are developers who poured their heart and soul in that had nothing to do with any of this nonsense. And those people's livelihoods are based upon, in a lot of ways, we've heard the bonus structures and all that kind of stuff are based upon the sales of the games. So if we do that, again, Bobby Kotick isn't going to take a, a lesser paycheck. Okay. He's going to get bonus higher. Get paid more <laughs> anyway. Right, right. So you're not going to affect from that standpoint. 
in my opinion, and again, respect to anybody who decides differently, I have zero issue with you doing it. From my personal views, I feel that you're hurting good people that were there on the bottom that depended upon those sales to feed their families, to have their livelihood, people who can't necessarily just pick up and say, I'm done with Activision Blizzard. I'm going to go find another company to work for. Because we know that's, that's not how it works. That's, that's not, not how, how it works. works in real life. And so those people still have to be there. Those people still have to have a job. So the people who are good suffer because the people who are bad, I don't agree with that. I don't, uh, you know, again, did I, did I second, did I, did I stop and think about it? Yeah, I gave it thought. I, I really did. Uh, when all this came out, what I was going to do about Diablo 2. Again, Call of Duty is no big deal for me. I'm moving on anyways. Battlefield, Halo, I don't care. I got plenty of other stuff. Call of Duty was, again, this is the first one this year that I bought in years and years. So, I, you know, I was already back on that. I'm not buying another Call of Duty. Uh, but for, for Diablo 2, I'm still going to buy it. Um, and again, but I have other, you know, I have the utmost respect for anybody who chooses the two protest differently i don't have an issue with that i'm just going to say think about all the people on the ground level all the small people that were had nothing to do with any of this their livelihoods still depend upon this and and by you know not buying you're not going to affect the the top portion of activision it would take a huge movement where nobody bought diablo 2 Right. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. Not it, gonna would, happen. It, it, it would take a huge movement to actually have that kind of effect. Now, am I saying that that would be a bad thing if we could get the three billion people out there that game to all say at one time, hey, we're not buying any more of your games unless you remove everybody at the top? Yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, is it realistic? Is it going to happen? No, it's not. Uh, but if you feel you want to start with your wallet and your your point of view, Hey man, more power to you. I, I totally get it. Um, but again, it's a gray area. Uh, I understand both sides of for me personally. Um, I'm still going to support it because I am thinking about the smaller people at the bottom who had zero to do with this. And there probably is a lot of them at a company the size of Activision Blizzard who probably had nothing to do with it. Now that mm. they probably know about it, yes, but I'm not one of those people that put that on them, on the regular person to go and speak out either and risk their livelihood and their family either for somebody they may not know very right. well or somebody. I'm not one of those people that does do, do that either because the responsibility solely falls upon the people who are committing the acts and the leadership that is there that is supposed to be monitoring that and being able to affect that by stopping it immediately, firing the people that are involved immediately again, I know this is a talent-based industry and a lot of that plays mm -hmm. into this where people, again, we see it in sports, we see it everywhere. People get away with stuff that normally would not be able to get away with because of who they are talent-wise. And I understand that. But again, that's on leadership. Leadership has to take the active role. That's why you have the position that you currently have. That's why right. you have the power that you have because you are supposed to step in and directly take care of things like this, not be dependent upon your employees who may be scared of getting blacklisted or laughed at or not. You know, again, I'm not talking about the victims. I'm not talking about the victims. The victims, again, are in their own world of hell, right? They, right. they again, yes, victims, they need to speak up. But at the same time, I understand when they don't because they are living a miserable, miserable hell and they don't feel like they can. And I get that, but it's leadership's job from your middle management all the way up to take charge and to step in and say, enough's enough. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. We're not going to have this culture here. And that did not obviously happen. And that's why I say you need to razz the whole entire place down, 
as far as middle management, upper management goes, you need to burn out as many of those people as possible and then start from scratch and then work your way down and find the people who are directly involved in all these instances and say, hey, you know what? You're talented, but guess what? Too bad, so sad. We're not having this here ever, ever, ever. It is unacceptable. I don't care who you are and get the, get, you know, get the fuck out. No, no, it's hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, for me, I do agree. Uh, just us saying, "Oh, I'm not going to support it no more." I get the end of the day, it has to be enough people that are going to do it to really establish a change. And even then, uh, the company has to be willing to do it within the inside first uh, to really establish a change. And again, if Activision doesn't see it more uh, as a big enough problem, then it is up to us as the consumer whether you, um, you know, want to speak with your wallet or not. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. Not supporting Call of Duty, I'm 100% behind that. And I say, um, you know, I've always also made my own choices behind it, right? Um, it's, it's one of those things to where, yeah, let's speak with your wallet. If you don't agree, speak with your wallet. Uh, but at the same time, also understand that uh, unless you can get everyone else that you know to not play these games, then it's going to take... Uh, you know, people within the inside not standing for it either, because that's the other thing, right? They're apparent. Obviously, there's people who are cool with what's going on, or are okay with with what's going on, or maybe just don't feel like they have a space to talk about it. Again, like Paul was saying, because of management. At the end of the day, you have to have those proper pieces in place to make those proper decisions. Uh, these things should not be happening. Period. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a failure on management. It's a failure of um, anybody that's on the upper echelon. Uh, if you did not know about any of these things, uh, it's a failure on your part. And that and that lady's death is on your shoulders now. Uh, you have to deal with that. Uh, you have to sleep with that at night. And I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm I'm the most familiar with how that may feel or whatever the case might be, uh, without getting too much personal information out there. But uh, you know, you you have to deal with someone's death on your shoulders um, because you weren't active enough. You didn't care enough. You didn't seem like, uh, you know, want to bring enough attention to it or just threw it under the rug. I thought somebody was, uh, you know, maybe making some things up or just telling stories or it was just a rumor going out there instead of actually checking up on your people. Um, again, that's something that like companies like Microsoft, a company like Google, um, that they're renowned for is their um, quality of life, taking care of their employees. Are all of them perfect? No. But you notice that when an issue arises, they're very quick on addressing the issue. Uh, you know, uh, that's why Microsoft's whole thing with, uh, you know, trying to make sure that there's enough, uh, uh, what, 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 what should I say, uh, enough representation um, across all boards, uh, whether it's women, whether it's people of color, whether it's, uh, you know, you're an Eskimo, it doesn't matter what you are. They, they want to make sure that you feel like you have a place. Um, and we sh and that's how it should be in any place of employment. Um, if anybody doesn't value what you bring to the table, um, we it's something that needs to be looked at. I mean, something like Beastmo said, uh, he said, I respect your position, Pong, but this has apparently been over two to three years. And I understand what you're saying, Beastmo, but again, for the last two to three years, nobody's re really been talking about it. And so again, like I said earlier, it comes down to us. Yeah, I mean, MS, MS did fire Bill Gates over some of the things that he had going on, but honestly, did MS really fire Bill Gates or did he step down? 
You know what I mean? And, oh, that, let, and let's talk about that package. I mean, let's talk, <laughs> again, that's like that's like packing a trunk full of gold and then putting it on his back and yeah. saying, OK, you got to walk out now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exa- oh, OK, exactly. <laughs> and then and then how much he's still involved with Microsoft and everything that they do. Like, that's completely different. Like, I like I understand what you're saying with that, but it's it's not very similar. You know what I mean? Um, but look. It's one of those things to where we just need to put more attention to it. Um, it's, it's up to people like us to constantly talk about it, not just say, oh, it has nothing to do with, with the gaming or what we need to be talking about, so avoid it. No, it has everything to do with the gaming industry because it's not just here. Um, you got Activision, you got Blizzard, you got Riot Games, uh, you got Ubisoft that are all doing similar things within their house, um, and these issues yeah. need to be addressed. I, I, I even oh. saw somebody on Twitter come out against Insomniac the other day oh, after this bro insomniac has some things going on in the background too so i mean again it's prevalent it, it's out it's out there it's just stuff that we don't hear about because it's swept underneath the rug or people are paid off and settled out and never it never comes to public light um and so when it does when it's shined we have to take notice and we have to talk about it even if it's a difficult conversation to have right. even if it's something that's not fun Again, not everything about the, you know, Steele and I got into this because our passion for the industry, but again, it starts not only with just the community, but it goes all the way up to the devs and the people who actually are making this content. Everybody needs to be held accountable for all their actions. And we do need to talk about the tough topics at time and continue to talk about them, um, you know, throughout to make sure that it stays in people's minds that this stuff is also a part of it right it's not just always fun and games even though that's what the majority of our focus is it's also about the darker uh sides of things that happen because again you have humans and humans unfortunately again my expectations of human the human Very race low. are so low that uh, none of this surprises me it's still awful to hear but none of it surprises me because no. I, I again I, yeah yeah I, i've seen it too so. I've seen it, and it is what it is. Uh, hey, just look out for your queens, man. Um, whether no, yeah. no matter no matter what color, no matter what race, uh, just look out. Just look out for your people, man. Look out for your look queens. Up, look out for the people everybody. that you care for. Look out for humans. Yeah. Look, look, look out. Look, look out, out for, for your for your neighbor, man. I mean, again, yeah. um, you don't have to care for everybody. Again, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm not. I don't love everybody, bro. Like I, right. I don't. I, I'll right. be like everybody else to sit here and tell you on, on different podcasts, different shows. Oh, I love y'all. I don't love everybody. I do respect everybody, though. Um, I give everybody the same respect regardless, um, mostly because of how I was treated when I was coming up. Um, you know what I mean? Being, tripped, being treated differently on both sides of the spectrum. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I got called all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, I can understand why, you know, I, I can understand it. Uh, but with that being said, just just keep things into consideration, man. Uh, speak up uh, and... Uh, yeah, learn how to treat humans, man. Take a step back. Again, this goes so deep into everything that we see, Steel. It literally somewhere along the way, and it, again, it's never been perfect and it never will be because humans are imperfect. But at the end of the day, somewhere along the way, society ha- has lost something that suddenly we see more and more of this instead of less than less than this, even though we all like to think that we are progressing forward in a lot of ways, we are going backwards and it's scary to sit and watch uh, what's happening because people simply, and again, we see it every day on Twitter, uh, 
you know, anonymously, right. let alone in into people's faces and in people in real life. But we see it every day. It's just people need to find whatever it is that's missing from their lives that causes them to want to treat another human being. And again, if you're having beef with somebody, if there's somebody that disrespected you, I'm not talking about it's being different. nice to that yeah, person. Again, Steele and I are, are the same. We've had background talks. We judge everybody individually for that person and who you are as a person. But at the end of the day, you need to go out there and tell yourself that I'm going to give my best to those people yes. around me, no matter what, until they tell me or show me that they don't deserve it. Right. But at the end of the day, it's about treating humans just with common decency, common decency that everybody knows. Again, everybody, this is not something that's happening. Again, society has a lot of hypocritical things out there that we deal with on a daily basis. And again, that would be a whole day long show <laughs> about what, about the different messages we get on a daily basis. Right. But at the end of the day inside, we all know that we're not supposed to treat other human beings uh, in certain ways and that it would cause another person to feel awful or to feel disrespected or to feel whatever it may be. You know when you're doing something that's going to cause another person to feel a certain way. You yeah. understand that uh, that's a basic core concept of humans, right? And there's there's people that have been, you know, obviously we can get into the psychological stuff, yeah. but again, but at its core, people know that what they say, what they do are, is going to affect another person in a way. And we just all need to take a step back and go, I'm going to put my best out there to yeah. try to give people the best experience from myself that they can possibly have. Right. Yeah. It, it, that That's the way it should be. So yeah. period. Exactly. And then something just to wrap this up, uh, beast mode, uh, the employees have to have to act together in some way, but it won't happen because it would get fired or bullied otherwise for just speaking up individually. And I agree with you um, on most parts of that beast mode. Uh, but the other thing that also comes in hand is that they can't fire everybody. Uh, in, in the gaming industry, they really can't because they can't just throw other random people uh, on those dev teams and expect for a good game to come out. That's the other thing that makes the gaming industry so unique um, is that it's not like uh, like the grocery. It's not like the grocery industry or or anything else where you can just find more employees to stock shelves, right? Or uh, to replace clothing on on hangers or whatever the case might be. The gaming industry is is severely based on talent. Um, and you need talent to drive the industry to keep games up. Uh, you can't have some Timmy off the street working on Call of Duty and expect for, for him to put out a, some decent Call of Duty content. So it has to be across the board. Everybody within the building, within that company, within that structure has to be on the same accord. Um, again, not everybody has to agree, but everybody has to have some kind of an understanding or some kind of uh, love for each other. Um, but, but yeah, that's neither here or there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Look, man, Activision and uh, Blizzard, they're on that frat boy mentality. But look, man, we beat that topic. We, we beat it to death. Ho hopefully it becomes a, it constantly still becomes a contention point for a lot of people. We continue to have conversations about it. We continue to talk about it. Um, and we make sure that it doesn't uh, get swept under the rug, right? But just wanted to shout out to everybody in the chat, uh, to the, everybody who's yeah. still watching, everybody who may be locked in, or if you're tuning into the audio version, man, we are living split screen again, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time, where we give you that live, raw, uncut, authentic energy that only myself and Pong can bring you. Uh, Again, this is where you're going to get that uh, organic conversation, where we talk everything that's going on with the industry, because we are not 
a uh, console eccentric platform um and we're also going to give our personal opinions on, on it just like we did with this recent topic with the whole activision and blizzard thing um it's something that hit us personally as people that are just trying to see the industry move forward um and also as people who just don't i'm not i'm not standing for that the bs that everybody uh that anybody else may stand for as far as like being acceptable or whatever the case because it's not um with that being said, much love to everybody that's still here. Again, Dreadpool, Beast Mode, Master Clown. Uh, what else we got in here? Uh, K-Mega K was, up, was yep. in the house. Yep. Uh, look, man, uh, Rick Payne, I seen SB showed up. The Sly Crow has become a subscriber. Much love to subbing and everything. Look, if Stanley this, Francois. Stanley Francois. Hey, if you're here. still here, you're tuned in. Let people know about it, like it, share it, sub, man. Um, again, we're trying to reach those 3 billion gamers. We're trying to get, uh, you know, extend our reach out there to people who may not be aware or just give good content to people, um, you know, to get some good representation out there. Dragonheart Yobi, what's going yep. on? But yeah, Wandering, man, Wandering Dutch is wandering still Dutch in there, there, I think so. Yeah, shout out to you, brother, of course. Lady Foxfire, back. always awesome to see you, lady of course in here uh yeah back uh marion the lad as i call him Ooh. is uh been hanging out too as well so shout out to him uh one of the great members of community positive mr positive facts, facts. Uh, so yep absolutely that's a fact but yeah man uh yo everybody that's in the chat anybody that's listening to us uh you know let us write us in a dm you know where to find us dan the or, man cunningham or dan brother. the man Ooh, the man the man who got me on boom show yeah, Without him, fact. I wouldn't be on Boom Show. So yeah, fact, I, I remember Dan, that. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, uh, if, if if anything, uh, if y'all like what's going on, let us know. If you hate what's going on, let us know. If there's things that we can improve on, like I always will shout out to Matt Barnes because it's something that's important to me. Um, I know not everybody's able to take constructive criticism or everybody not may have been taking criticism. Look, man, as long as you're not being, uh, uh, I don't want to say negative Nancy, as long as you're not being a dick, as long as you're not being an asshole, um, and... Uh, as long as you're expecting the same energy that you're giving me, how holler me in the DMs, man. I'm I'm all I'm all about it. Um, we're trying to. We can't get better without y'all, right? Uh, me and Pong can live in this uh this singular space all we want to, uh, but we can only go based off of other podcasts that we watch, other shows that we're into, and uh, off of y'all, man. Um, we're trying to improve. We're trying to take it to that next level. So if y'all see things or want to talk about things, uh, write it in the chat. Let us know. Hit us in the DMs. Um, eventually we'll get some things situated. So, you know, people who want to invest in us or whatever the case down the road, uh, we'll, we can slot your questions in or whatnot. Uh, we'll probably do something similar to that. Um, uh, but with that being said, let's push this conversation forward. Ah, uh, next, I uh -oh. guess we can talk about, there's two things. We can lighten up the mood and talk about a few things. I feel like this is going to be, this could be a quick conversation a little bit. Um, let's get into it. Let, let's get, let's talk about a little bit about EA play. Um, and some of the things that were shown at, uh, at that at the gay play conference. Uh, Joe Dunmore. I Joe Dunmore. <laughs> hey, Sorry, Joe. Much love. Much love, to man. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, you got people. People. Uh, you got people out here saying like, um, like Solve Lord Solve out here. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Or or Mag, <laughs> uh, where you know they they get into the community <laughs> and they say people's names a certain way. And then it's just like, you can't help but to say it that way from that point. I know. You know I, mean? I know. You hear it. You hear it all the time when you see the name. It's yeah. Hilarious. Every time from that point forward. <laughs> yep. You can't yep. help it. Uh, but all right. So EA play. EA, EA play. play, man. Good um, stuff. Good stuff. Uh, it was decent. It was okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least, no. At least for me. It was good. It was, it was good. okay. It was decent. It was um, look, the, the stage stuff, though. Look, 
Look, look. I feel sorry. I I don't know the gentleman's name who was up on stage that had to play his role and act out whatever they wrote for him. But come on, EA. Come on. Let's let's make it a little bit more natural. Let, let's respect people's times. Uh, we don't need all the the the. The, I don't even want to call it corny, but it kind of was corny. Some of that stuff that was corny. Just, just get to the games. Just get to the games. Just give us what we need, what we want, and move on. Because that's where everybody's at. Just like Xbox did at E3. Just give us the games. A little bit of talking, a little bit of banter. That's fine. But man, some of that stage stuff was kind of, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely on the side of some of it um again uh shout out to the to, to the young wrestler i can't think of his name either right yeah. now um i just yeah. had i just had it up um damn i i just had i just had all that stuff up i closed out some of those um but shout, yeah. shout out to him uh again yeah. like you said yeah. i felt He's it was doing, a, doing the i felt it was a little weak um on my end again you could tell that it was staged uh, he did the best that he could. I mean, he's a wrestler, yep. man. He's gonna he's gonna sell yep. his uh, acting the best way he could. Um, yep. Austin Creed. There you go. Thank as you. Thank is, you. Thank as you. He is known. Uh, he has an actual name, but that's how what he's known as. Um, as far as in the wrestling world and everything. Um, uh, but yet he did. Uh, he did an all right job. Again, it wasn't as cringeworthy as some of the other shows may be. Uh, you could definitely care. You can definitely tell that he cared towards the end. Um, especially in some of the battlefield conversations, he seemed like oh, yeah. he was very yeah. like genuinely interested in that kind of thing. Um, again, for me, the biggest thing is representation. Uh, the biggest things for me, and I'll pass it off to you, Fong. Uh, what stood out for me was Dead Space. Dead Space is probably one of the was the number one thing for me. Seeing there that they're coming out with a remake, uh, or that's only going to be next gen only, is exciting. Um, as someone who's just played Dead Space within the last three months or so, man. Uh, it's an exciting thing to to look at or to be getting ready to get prepared for. Uh, Death Space was a, is an amazing game. Uh, I'm not very really a scary game player, um, but Death Space like it played a fine line, right? It, it made me feel it, it it made me feel entrenched enough in the gameplay that I was worried about missing bullets. Uh, there was quite a few times where I'd run out of ammo and be like, uh, I'm not dealing with y'all. I'm about to run by. I'm about to do something. I got to find some more ammo or something. I got to restock um, before I come try to fight y'all or whatever the case. Because literally, melee doesn't do anything. Uh, the way that you die in the game is very gruesome and upsetting. Uh, like, you never want to die. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, they just do a lot of things. Uh, the whole ambiance, uh, the the way the world feels um, is very uh, enthralling, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, first time playing it. I hope that they don't uh, change the story too much uh, because uh, apparently they're, they're looking to change some of the story beats or whatever the case. Uh, yep. And I'm fine with that as long as they try to make things make more sense. Uh, although... I do feel like, excuse me, the first game did a lot of things to make it a, a more of a, like a psychological thriller because, um, you know, I'm not going to give out too many spoilers for those who may not have played it, but at the end of the game, you find out that somebody uh, who you thought was there actually wasn't there the whole time. Uh, and that's kind of like a crazy thing to think about. Um, you know what I mean? And it's the way that they went about it, really. Like, it threw me for a loop. I was like, oh. So I was... Imagining things this whole time. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so it, it it threw me for a loop, and I, but I thoroughly enjoyed it from uh, top to bottom. Uh, the story, the gameplay, uh, having to cut off the the enemy's limbs to really ki to kill them. Um, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, there's no other games that are doing the same thing where it's making you really uh, keeping you on the edge of your seat. 
the the music and everything um they have they have a lot to work with hopefully they do it right uh again ea is another one of those that uh, with everything that they got going on in-house that there's hit they're very hit or miss uh they respect respawn uh that, that's very apparent uh but let's see how much love they show to uh to these other projects and everything uh but and then the, the other thing that really caught me for surprise uh caught me by surprise i should say is the announcement of battlefield portal uh and it essentially being you being able to carry any generation of soldier over into any generation of uh, going against any other generation, really being able to mix and match uh, your gameplay styles or the combat styles or the older tanks, the newer tanks, older helicopters with newer helicopters. Uh, there's just a lot of options that you could do here um, with the expanse of combat. Again, I believe that they solidified during this also that uh next gen well current gen and uh, last gen are going to be separate from each other um gonna be two different experiences uh essentially you're gonna get smaller maps uh you're gonna get the same game but you're just gonna get smaller maps or whatever um on the last gen consoles and you're not gonna be able to cross play with each other uh which yeah. is okay uh it is what it is you don't want you don't want people playing at higher frame rates or better fidelity or whatever else the right. case might be playing against um you know people that are playing at a lower frame rate it's not necessarily the most fair thing uh again it's a, it's a balanced thing and it's still an option right uh again i believe they are allowing you to upgrade uh your battlefield regardless uh i don't know i can't recall if they're doing it for free uh no, or whatever they the got cross-gen version again okay. So they got a cross yeah. version, so you got to invest in it. Um, it's another yeah. one of those things to where if you're if it's if it's something that you're behind, um, that you're gonna support it again. I'm gonna buy the hundred dollar version, uh, just because I'm ridiculous and I love Battlefield. Uh, it is what it is. I love the multiplayer. Uh, but it's it's really stood out for me because it was like Battlefield's Halo Forge kind of thing. Even though they're not letting you, they did say that we're not letting you edit the map or nothing like that. Um, you know, it's just we're letting you uh give you your own battlefield options. Uh, I you know, they had that whole uh 100 robots versus a tank, you know what I mean? Yep. Or yep. they had the 30 uh World War II soldiers or whatever the case against six uh 32 versus four, 32 versus four. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a very interesting concept. They're doing yep. a lot of great things with this, man. Um, it's opening up a lot of potential. Um, it's got me very interested. I'm very hyped for battlefield. I mean, again, this is probably with everything that's going on, definitely coming off that last conversation we had with Activision. I mean, all the smoke that we're seeing from Call <laughs> of Duty and uh, all the issues there, uh, apparently in development hell as far as Call of Duty goes, we're probably only going to get an update to Warzone this year. Um, if we yeah. do get a Call of Duty this year, I think it's going to be a half-baked, half-ass Call of Duty. And again, I'm not going to invest in it, so it is what it is. But uh this definitely gives battlefield an opportunity to take that mantle that they've always wanted to take um as far as like uh being battlefield versus call of duty right uh so man with that being said those are the two things that really pulled my attention uh other than the announcer himself again his name was let me scroll back up here real quick austin Xavier woods Xavier woods aka austin yeah. creed um yeah. thanks Dragonheart. <laughs> he did. He did a. He did a. He did an awesome time. I'm not. A, I'm not much of a wrestling fan, so it's hard. No, neither. I, <laughs> I used to be. Not anymore. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, shout out to him. He did a. De he did a decent job again. Uh, let's yeah. just continue to get better representation in gaming. Uh, yeah, as far no, as like people announcing that part games. was great. Again, it wasn't his fault. It was yeah. written for it, him. It, so it, yeah, it is what it is. He, he, <laughs> yeah. You could tell that he worked with what he had. Yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, man, those are the two things that really stood out to me. Palm, man, how you feeling? What do you? What did you think about the whole EA Play show? I know you had some additions. Uh, to throw on there so what you thinking 
Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, I thought they did, I, again, besides the stuff that I just talked about, uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought what they showed uh, shows that EA um, is still trying different things. Lost and Random, uh, that Tim Burton-esque uh, style game that they showed off, really has me interested. Uh, looked straight out of a Tim Burton film. Loved everything about it. Loved the aesthetics. Um, and, and I loved what I was seeing with the dice and everything else. I thought that was creative. I thought it was inventive. I love seeing that EA again, for all their faults. And yes, they have tons of faults and deserve tons of criticism, especially for their sports franchises. Uh, 100%, right. I, 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 again, EA is EA and they're going to continue to do the money making things, but unlike right. Activision, they have not turtled themselves in to the point where they have all of their teams just simply working on Call of Duty stuff at this point, right? right. Um, they are not going that direction all the way, right? They, they yeah. still are leaving creative freedom. And I think that we have Vince Impella to thank for that. I think Vince Vince's leadership, and now he's taking over uh, Ripple Studios, which used to be Dice LA, uh, which uh, is the ones that are doing the portal. Uh, and after they get done with the Battlefield portal, they're actually moving on to what is supposedly a brand new IP under uh, Vince's leadership. Vince Appella came into EA, basically told EA to F off at every turn uh, and did his own thing and showed them that they could be successful. And I think uh, Jedi Fallen Order has a lot to do with that. It showed that EA, that uh, single player games and experiences uh, can still be profitable at the end of the day. Because again, we know EA's bottom line is all they care about. Uh, they're no different than any other gigantic corporation right now. Uh, but I think that he is the one that showed them, hey, you let us be creative. You let us take these challenges on. You let us produce single player games. Um, you know, and again, I'll include Ubisoft in this as well. We, we, you know, again, the, the unfortunate part is we've seen them now slowly drift into the other area uh, of just looking towards profitability and not seeing what's in front of them, which would be a massive hit in a great splinter cell game. Right. And we see them avoiding it at all costs. Instead, EA uh, said, okay, Vince, go ahead and do your thing. He showed them that they could be successful. And now we're seeing that they are still allowing certain teams. And it seems like even opening up a little bit more with this Ripple Studios, allowing Vince to take them over as well, um, allowing more creative freedom and allowing them to take risks because lost and random, let's be real. That wouldn't be made at, a, at every developer, right? At every publisher. Yeah. That would not be allowed to be I made. That's a, that's a very unique game. It's going to, it, you know, it may wind up being a gigantic set, a success, but it also could wind up being niche uh, niche as well. Um, so for them to allow that to go forward, I love it. I love to see that kind of stuff. Um, and it's great. Um, as far as the main ones that you pointed out, obviously dead space, I am excited to have come back. You know, me, I'm not a horror guy, but dead space is one of those series that I can play, um, that I can get through. Cause again, you give me, give me some sci-fi sci lasers where I can chop off body parts off these creatures. We're good. Uh, I'm all good. I can get into it. Uh, it's going to be very, uh, very interesting to see uh, how they blend uh, you know, the core mechanics uh, or the core uh, environments of the original um, and then try to modernize it and kind of rebuild it and maybe add some new surprises yeah. in uh, along the way. That's going to be very interesting. One thing that it, they can do that yeah. I forgot to mention, actually, Paul, yeah. because it's one of the yeah. things that I noticed is that Dead Space, you can, you can 
I guess, like cheap it out. Because what I've yeah. noticed is that um, the way that the enemies are set up in currently, and it was probably something old mechanic or whatever, yeah. uh, or yeah. one of the uh, one of the things that they had established before, is that when you're in dead space, if you go into a room of enemies and you walk out of the room, they don't follow yeah. you. So uh, that could be something that they work on to make it to keep that you know that that threat there, um, keep it real, keep it more. You know, there's there's a lot of little things they could do to uh, you know to yeah. add variance to the game. Not all. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, again, that's that's what's going to be that's going to be cool. I, and, and I know why people are hesitant, and I understand that, and I understand that it is EA, so everybody's got their you know they pause and they're like, yeah, this is great, but. What are we going to get out of this, right? But EA's already come out and said they're not going to monetize it. Uh, there's not going to be any of that garbage in this. So that's good to hear. Uh, I think, again, with Jedi Fallen Order success, they're going to allow this to be the single-player experience that it originally was. Again, that space is 13 years old. People don't realize that. That's a long time ago. Yeah. As we saw with Mass Effect, it's a long time. Some of those mechanics you're talking about, Steel, Oh, yeah. We're just we're we're just we're obviously just part of that time period when only certain limitations on the hardware, right, and and the tech. So again, to see them bring it forward, maybe get some more, um, you know, some better AI, like you were just right. talking about, um, more randomness to the AI, maybe create a little bit more tension, even though there was a lot in the last one, but create some more tension there where you don't yeah. know what the AI is going to necessarily do, where they're going to come from, you know, all that kind of stuff, because it was. It was kind of predictable. And again, I don't want them to go too much because then it's going to get borderline for me whether or not I can finish it. But I, I, you know, again, I appreciate that a lot of people want that stuff. But again, it was kind of predictable. You would walk into an area, you'd see a vent, and you kind of know that something was coming out of that vent, right? After I mean, yeah, but I wasn't necessarily speaking yeah. to that. It was no, just more no, so but. It, I'm just adding another oh, yeah, okay, another yeah, aspect yeah, yeah. that that was Facts. a part of that time that fact, period, yeah. right? Right. So, so I think they can change that kind of stuff and bring a new element there as well. Obviously, I think they've already talked about that they're going to be able to allow you to, uh, you know, obviously dismember uh, the enemies even more than you could before. Oh, wow. Okay. So, that'd be yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah. Super that'll be some new creative waves is doing that. That should be really cool. Um, so I can't wait to see that kind of stuff. So yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for Dead Space. I'm excited again, just like I was for Mass Effect Legendary, for people who uh, just missed out for the generations, the newer generations, the younger generations that just missed out on the Dead Space series, for them to get an opportunity to jump into one, and maybe that leads them to go back and play two and three, uh, yeah. possibly, um, you know, and just get to experience that for the first time, like you did with Mass Effect. Yeah, it's a great thing. Same thing, new, with, new, same thing with Dead Space. Fans. I mean, it's the same thing with Death Space. But yeah. I mean, even but even with this, the news of this game, man, it's, it's kind of making me want because I was gonna play through uh, Death yeah. Space two and three after I get done playing Death's Door or uh, whatever I end up deciding yeah. to play or whatever. Um, but I was gonna play through two and three. But now that I hear this news, it's kind of like, ah, oh, maybe I want to wait and see how this right. new uh, reimagining of Death Space is going to end up. Right, exactly. No, no, I just think it's cool. Again, anytime you bring in fans to do these to these series that were at one time pillars of the video game industry again right. it goes back and brings forward that history that you and i always talk about uh to to new new people and i think that's important because there's a reason why these are still standouts a lot of times it is nostalgia a lot of time us older gamers always look back fondly upon things and it may not have been as great as we thought it was back then just due to our age or whatever the case be or when we were playing it but i think there are certain franchises that do deserve that respect and I think Dead Space is one of those franchises. Even though three wasn't greatest, uh, it didn't hold. It, it certainly, you know, 
Uh, Mass Effect 3 had its issues and its problems, and we know about all that history as well, but overall, it still carried forward that trilogy. Dead Space 3 was probably not up to even that level, uh, but I think that if this one hits and they decide to move forward, we could get some new Dead Space stories, whether they decide to remake 2 and 3 or whether they decide to branch off from this one and maybe create a whole new uh, kind of side story deal or a brand new story with it uh just because the dead uh, dead space franchise is back i think that'd be fantastic as well I, I think it's a great opportunity for ea i'm glad they're doing it um and then of course battlefield portal what can you say you know me i'm a battlefield guy through and through always have been it's been missing uh as part of my it, yeah no problem uh it's been missing uh for a long time uh from my you know play experience just because they haven't produced one that hit very well again five was okay once they fixed a lot of the issues uh the pacific expansion the dlc that they brought out should have been what they launched with it was fantastic but by that point a lot of the community had already disappeared um and so it didn't have the legs that it should have and again we're all just kind of burnt out on the world war ii older style gameplay and i totally get it because it's been done so much uh the modern gameplay just allows you to uh you know gives you more options in the long run when it comes to a first person shooter so the fact that they're going back to the modern first person shooter the fact that they are now introducing portal made by an entire dev team in ripple uh to make this the best experience possible for all of us battlefield fans to allow us the creativity or people in the community because i don't even know uh, I, i'm certainly gonna go try out portal but i'm i'm expecting the the community itself to come up with some incredible uh, gameplay uh, from the portal. Uh, and if it goes well, they've already talked about expanding uh, portal out, uh, bringing us more maps, more assets from the older games, um, and allowing maybe even more uh, control over what we can change and what we can customize. I think that's going to be crazy good. I think there's a chance that we get gameplay that we never even thought of. Like I said, just the, some of the ones that they showed us you know, that four, uh, that four modern, uh, uh, modern soldiers against 32 World War II soldiers. That was cool. The knife fight versus the defibrillators. That was awesome. And that was just some of the stuff that they came up with on the fly. Wait until the community gets a hold of it. Uh, and, and we see what people come up with there. Uh, that's going to be great because we've seen, uh, as we did with Forge in Halo, there was official uh, actual games that came out of that, that they adopted. Uh, and that could happen here as well. Now, again, there's no map editor. Uh, they've already come out. IGN had a uh, article uh, yesterday, I think it was an interview uh, with one of the devs. And he said that uh, one of the directors, I think it was, and he said that you're not going to be able to do a battle Royale uh, mode out the gates. You're not going to be able to create one, but he said, look, this is just the beginning. Uh, so we're, we're going to control how much people can actually manipulate because yeah. we want to make sure that everybody understands, but eventually down the road, we may open up that even more. And then you could create a battle Royale mode, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's exciting because again, when you get a bunch of people who are passionate about a game together, we've seen some crazy stuff with mods, uh, throughout the entire years, the Skyrim mods were crazy. It's still going. Yeah. I mean, anytime you allow gamers to get their hands on tools that allow them to get in your game and manipulate things and, and you know, have their ideas come to fruition. You can get 
some stunning things. We've seen again, time and time again, uh, that modes that were just once a mod become official games, right? Within mm -hmm. that ecosystem yeah. or within that within that that content. So I think this is going to be fantastic. I love I love seeing everything about that. The mere fact, Steel, that I can go and I'm going to be able to create a mode where it is the Battlefield Bad Company 2 assets. And I can go back and relive my Battlefield Bad Company 2 times. Yeah. That to me right there sells it. No, I mean, no, I mean, that's, it, it is definitely super dope. There's a lot of things that are going well for what I'm most excited for um, is the, just the possibility of maps. Um, I know they, they're saying, oh, you know, they're starting off with seven maps, but those seven maps could easily be 14 maps. You know what I mean? Uh, easily with how expensive they are and the 14 could maybe be even 20 maps. It just depends on how they end up um, breaking them down, how small they make them, the different game modes they end up creating or whatever the case might be. Uh, there's just so many options to this, man, especially if you're going to consider everything from 1942 all the way to 2042 as far as Battlefield goes, you're going to you're going to consider all maps in rotation. There's a lot of content that could be coming to this game. Um, yep. It also opens up a lot of potential for kind of Battlefield to live on, right? Because typically yeah. what happens with Battlefield is that the game, they release a game and then the game lives for a bit. Um, yeah. You know, they don't release another one the next year, maybe not even the year after. I mean, they usually go on like a two-year cycle kind of thing, um, but, you, but they don't have to initially. Um, and again, I feel like Battlefield is one of those games that could do it and have no problems with it, uh, just yeah. as long as they stand on their laurels, right? Uh, again, I'm going to be in Battlefield versus Call of Duty. Uh, if I get that itch to jump into like a Call of Duty-esque game, I'm going to jump into Battlefield. Uh, but again, I'm also a Battlefield head, and then I also have Halo on the back end of that uh, to really shoo, shoo me in. So uh, there's a lot of exciting things. EA Play, again, they showed us some things that I can be excited for um, and that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of quieted again. They quieted the narrative about the people uh, even more so now with, with Battlefield not having that single player experience, that campaign, and people questioning whether or not it was going to be worth it. We still have a whole nother mode they haven't showed us. They still got another mode to show us. So we haven't even seen the yeah. full, the the full actual, the full game and all the experiences we're going to be able to have in it. That's still not even out there. But I think a lot of people who were questioning, hey, is this worth it without a campaign? Uh, I think they've answered that. I, I think what they've shown is that they're investing heavily into this game and they're giving us more content than a lot of games do nowadays uh, for that price point. So at the end of the day, I think this is going to satisfy a lot, a lot of people when it comes to that fact. Um, you know, and again, Overall, I'm just happy with EA right now. Again, there's a lot right to criticize them <laughs> right now. Right, right. And that could change tomorrow. That could change yeah, tomorrow yeah, in yeah. a dime, right? And there's a lot to criticize them again on the sports side. But I think that the, the mere fact that they're open to, uh, you know, bringing back some of these franchises is huge. Uh, you know, Back was just talking about from it. It'd be great. I know they just remastered it, but it'd be great to restart up the Command and Conquer uh, yeah, IP. They, they, they are yeah. sitting on, yeah, they are sitting on a lot of IP that they could bring back. And I think the more success they see out of these trials that they do, like Mass Effect, like Dead Space, I think the greater chance we have for some of those to down the road be developed and given the time and money and resources necessary to bring those IPs back. And I always loved, I always loved new stuff. I always love seeing the next creation in a new world, but at the same time, there is some IP that do deserve uh, to hang around and get new iterations. And I think EA is opening up that door to say, Hey, we're open to this. Let's see how it goes. And I think that's yeah. better than some places are doing right now. So I no. give them credit for that. Uh, and, and that's 100%. I am, I'm 100% right there with you. Uh, and I agree, man.
Uh, well, another topic in the drain. We're knocking them out, man. Getting them, uh, you know, doing our usual thug dizzle uh, <laughs> with our two-hour show get plus. But look. For everybody that's still here, locked in, tuned in, again, we all deliver split screen on the show. Um, I appreciate everybody who's tuned in, whether you're watching live right now or Love you're going to listen on the audio platforms, man. Uh, we greatly appreciate you guys for being tuned in. Um, look, if you're still here, let us know in the chat. We can shout you out. Um, other than that, uh, again, we're here 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time every Saturday, uh, giving you that non-console-centric platform game and talk, uh, bring you the energy, organic nature, and authenticity that we feel like we need uh, currently in this uh, in the gaming sphere uh, that only me and Pong can bring you, man. Uh, let's just keep it real. You want that rain? You want that soul? You know exactly where to come find it. Living Split Screen, LSS, uh, episode 17. We're getting it in. Final topic, Pong. Man, I think this is one is going to be a kind of an interesting. Uh, I got okay. some things I can actually read for this because uh, right. it's a it can be quite a topic or it could be a quiet topic. Okay, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. So I guess I guess we'll find out. And that's just talking about Netflix entering gaming. Uh, uh, now, some people have talked th talked about this throughout the week. Yeah. I personally don't feel like it's going to be too huge of a thing. Not right. quite yet. Um, but we do have some uh, some clarification as of where they're thinking of going or their start point. So I'm going to start off by saying, uh, by reading this. And I'm getting this from The Verge. Shout out to Jay Peters, who wrote this uh, article from The Verge. So it says, it states like this. Netflix revealed that its initial efforts in gaming will be focused on mobile games. And that the games will be will be included with the users' Netflix subscriptions. Now, to start there, that was one of the questions, right? Uh, was how how are they going to roll this in? Are they going to charge this extra? Netflix already goes up almost every other month, it feels like, or every six months, it feels. Um, they're just going to charge us more. Uh, well, they might charge us more, but maybe down the road. Uh, but right now, they're planning on just rolling it into the current service. Um, the company announced uh, the company announced as a part of its second quarter earnings report today. Um, that they're going to be doing that, uh, bringing, start looking into the mobile game industry. Um, the news comes just days after the company said it hired former EA and Oculus exec uh, Mike Verdu to head up its gaming work. Here is exactly what Netflix said about gaming. Now, this is what, um, this, this is what we're going to probably end up talking about. We're also in the early stages of further expanding into games. Building on our earlier efforts around interactivity, example, Black Mirror, Bandersnap, and our Stranger Thing game. They also have a Minecraft game that's an interactive game, um, but it's on Netflix. We view gaming as another new content category for us, similar to our expansion into original games, animation, and unscripted TV. Games will be included in members' Netflix subscription at no additional cost, similar to films and series. Initially, we'll be primarily focused on games for mobile devices. We're excited as ever about our movies and TV series offering, uh, offering these things, and we will expect a long runaway of increasing investment and growth across all of our existing content categories. But since we are nearly a decade into our push into original programming, we think the time is right to learn more about how our members value. So. There are still no details on what type of games will actually be available through Netflix recently uh, through its extended TV deals with Shonda Rhimes to include feature films and gaming content. Though also no word on how games will be delivered to Netflix subscribers. So, 
with that being said, man, um, Netflix looking to get into mobile gaming, I guess it makes sense, right? Uh, again, we always talked about uh, those billions of gamers who are mobile gamers, uh, who play games on their mobile devices. And those billions, uh, well, I think Netflix is over almost like, what, 300 million subs right now, um, whatever the case of people that they have actually sub to their service. Uh, and you got to think, uh, a lot of those people, they're on any entertainment, you know, right? Um, they're already on there. They already have a TV app. They already have an app on your Xbox. They have an app on PlayStation. They have an app on uh, what any other streaming device that you could pretty much think, uh, come up with, Roku. Uh, there's another one I can't think of. Uh, but your your phone, there's an app, there's a tablet, there's apps already created for this. Um, and Netflix does have a way to implement um, especially if they go those ways, like they use in, these, in that example, uh, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, Stranger Things, and the Minecraft game that they have. Also, um, if they're going to go about that way to start introducing people to interactive gaming, um, that, that could be an avenue that they really step into and find a mark in. Uh, now, am I looking forward to anything that's coming from Netflix? Probably not. Um, but I don't. But that's not the point, right? Again, uh, we're trying to reach those three billion gamers, and I guess there's more so lines up along with one of the major players uh, just stepping into the field, right? Someone who already has a leg in the field, uh, they have already three million subs, and could easily, just like Amazon could uh, with their Prime, because there's, let's face it. There's millions of people signed up for Prime, right? Uh, it would be nothing for Amazon to make that part of the Prime membership and just send you a box and say, here, try this out. Uh, you know what I mean? If they really wanted to. Um, this is Netflix's way of doing the same similar thing. They know they have at least 300 million people that they can give this to um, and see at least whether there's an interest there, right? Uh, and then if, they, if it's not, they can still keep doing what they're doing. Uh, or... Like we've been hearing some background talks, uh, Netflix could possibly team up with PlayStation. Uh, again, with PlayStation doing a lot of the things on the uh, Sony movie side of things, uh, that could be the perfect play. I mean, actually, I wouldn't mind that. Again, uh, hopefully uh, Sony could come out with a subservice that could incorporate all of that. Because let, let's face it, if Sony was able to come out with a subservice that had not only gaming, but their movie side of things, and the anime side of things, and it was worthwhile, someone like me, would I would be invested in that. I'd look for that. I mean, I'd be, I would sign up for it day one. Uh, again, it kind of just opens that... Uh, it kind of just sends out more so smoke signals that there could be something else going on in the background as far as uh just conversations uh, again the interest is there obviously and it's just an interesting concept but question i have for you pong is how do you feel about this man how do you feel about netflix coming in uh just being interested and uh, jumping into the gaming scene and them already having some semblance of uh, some gaming, interactive gaming titles already on their platform. Uh, do you think that they, that this is a waste of time? Do you think that they have something going for them? Uh, what do you think, man? Let me know. Uh, it's going to be all about the execution. Look, I don't have any issues with Netflix jumping in. I don't have any, in, in, uh, I don't have any issues with anybody jumping into the game industry as long as they have the heart for it. Now we saw Google not have the heart for it, even though we thought they were going to. Um, and I feel sorry for the devs that jump shipped elsewhere, join the Google team and then wind up without a job, yeah. you know, a, a couple of years later, it, it sucks. And it's awful. Again, that's a risk you take. And obviously nobody's forcing those people to do that. Uh, everybody knew Google 
Google's history, but you just always, if you're going to make that kind of move, hope that the company you're going to has, uh, you know, the fortitude to stay in this game, uh, pun intended, right? So for Netflix, it's all going to come down to execution. Because like you said, Steel, they have, um, you know, some of the, the, the core uh, you know, the core stats, uh, you know, and consumers that you need out the gate. Um, now it's going to come down to execution and content. Um, and if they have, you know, if they do have the guts to stay in it, yeah, they could carve out their spot in this industry. Again, they've done it. They went uh, again with Netflix, with Netflix, you got to realize that they tried something that nobody else had tried before with a subscription-based kind of movie service, yes. right? So they they, they kind of went their own way, came up with their own model, which is now being semi-copied by Game Pass, um, you know, and right. So they, they kind of broke the mold in the first place. So to have them move into the game space is interesting because from that standpoint, when you look at what they did with movies, if they're going to take the same approach that they – as they did there with gaming and say, okay, look, we've got this great service. We see game pass succeeding. Um, we're not going to try to change the wheel this time. Like they did the first time with their subscription service, but what we're going to try to do is bring our own take on it. Uh, use what we have, which is a lot of different IPs um, and say, Hey, we're going to try uh, creating some new experiences with the stuff that we do have that's going to be just in addition to what we offer already, which is this, you know, gigantic library of movies, right? And TV or whatever you want to call it. We, we have this, we have this great library. So we're just going to try to enhance that with some gaming uh, and give people the option so that when they log in and not Netflix, they can say, you know what, I'm not necessarily in the mood to, uh, you know, watch Stranger Things today, but you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to play the game for a little bit today. And they could just hop over to the game um, and have that right there. I, I think that's certainly a possibility. Um, again, if they get serious about it, they've got, you know, they've got the capital, they've got the resources, um, and they can go ahead and expand out further if they want to create their own studios and then say, hey, we're going to try to jump into the double AA, A, triple A market right. and try to create something bigger down the road. They have the ability to do that. So again, this is always interesting when you get these big companies saying we're, we want to, we want a piece of that big pie now that gaming has gone mainstream. So I think that it, it, I have zero issue with it. I think it's interesting from the standpoint that you always like to see new companies jump in, even if they are big companies uh, with a different eye for what they can bring to this industry. And like I just talked about, you know, I've been starting to look at the mobile market a little bit more, even though it's not for me. Mobile games don't look like what we used to consider mobile games anymore, right? Yeah, they can be full-fledged experiences. So if Netflix really gets serious, we could see some cool things come out of this that we never thought we would see. Now, again, there's the, the issue of control. How are you going to use the controller? Are you going to use it? You know, is it going to be integrated into your phone? Are you going to use your phone as a controller, yeah. which would make sense off the app? All the point. You know, what, what they're going to do there. Uh, but I think they have potential. And yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes it's all that matters is the potential. Um, and again, with a company like Netflix has already proven once before that they're willing to go all out and all in on something that they believe in. 
maybe gaming will be the next step for them. And I'm all about it because again, that just means the industry is healthier and healthier. Uh, and the more people that are in it, the better it is for us because the more content that we get, whether we like that content or whether somebody else does, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it's gaming and it's expanding out gaming to even bigger audiences, which is always a good thing for us as a core hardcore, whatever you want to call us, gamer. Uh, that always just means more for us at the end of the day. So I'm all about it. I, I'm good with this deal. What do you, what do you think, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, since I get, get my takes on it kind of pretty much, I mean, well, you, you did, but I'm just saying overall, you know, do you think that that Netflix jumping in is a waste of their time? Or do you think that it's honestly going to be, could turn into something big? Um, whether it could turn into something big or not, uh, I'm kind of on the fence. For, uh, I'm still kind of on the fence about, again, Netflix for me is kind of, uh, Netflix has its periods for me, right? Um, for six yeah. months, sometimes Netflix can be good. And then other times Netflix is just, uh, whatever. Again, as someone I'm like yourself, man, I, I don't watch much TV as is, um, or whatever the case. And so my use of Netflix is not that high like i don't use netflix on my my phone uh, i don't like I, I don't do any of those things really uh it's going to be interesting to see how they uh how they use it or how they kind of finesse it or whatever the case might be um beast most uh ma makes a good point netflix working with sony for providing streaming is difficult like logistically netflix will use aws to install uh, uh ps hardware looking looks almost impossible unless amazon agrees to install PS hardware for Netflix, which I can understand. Uh, but there was another point that was made uh, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, oh, it was Fastback uh, saying that Netflix gaming does compete with Xbox Mobile and Cloud uh, and Apple Gaming. Honestly, it competes more with Apple Gaming for me. I don't think it compares with xCloud or what, what Xbox is doing. Again, Xbox is bringing your... Uh, your entire Xbox experience to any mobile device or just over xCloud overall, where what Netflix is blatantly stating is that that's not their goal right now. Um, they're just trying to get into the mobile market, see how that could go. And to be honest, they are the bigger crowd anyway. So they could have a huge potential there. That's more so a play for like Tencent, right? Who is very highly invested in the mobile market already. You know, uh, who who has their thumbs and their fingers and their grubby little hands in that market um, and is already, you know, making billions of dollars off of that market. Uh, so it could be, it's definitely going to be a direct competitor for them. It's something to look at. Um, but they could also... No, I don't Netflix and chill. Uh, 108. I, that's not that's not what I'm for. Uh, I never I never had to hit a lady with that bar. Oh, let's 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 Netflix and chill. Nah, nah, nah. That ain't me, buddy. Uh, I just tell them straight up. Hey, we doing this or nah? <laughs> nah. We just we just chilling. Screw the Netflix. Yeah, we just we just chilling. We just chilling. Uh, <laughs> my Netflix and my Netflix was chill. Was actually going to the movies and uh, getting getting our chill on. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, man. I, there's a lot of potential. I, I like. I don't want to downplay it, man. Right? Because yeah, I'm, no. I'm all about stepping into speculation town. Um, that 100. It's just it's just one of those things to where uh, I don't see this competition for Xbox again. I don't think that's the point. I think it's just Netflix notice, uh, like obviously noticing, uh, taking notice that gaming is the number one entertainment business, man, and they need to at least jump in it some way if they're going to stay ahead of Disney. Uh, Disney's already yeah. over 200 million subs right uh and it took netflix 
years, almost a decade to get to that same place. Uh, and I don't see, it's like, I don't see Disney really stepping into that gaming place, but they don't have to because they can license out their, uh, the IPs or whatnot and let people take care of that on other sides. Whereas Netflix, they need to do something to stay relevant. Um, again, movies aren't as big of a part of my life as it may be for a lot of other people. Uh, not, not to say that I don't watch them, but I just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of possibilities that can go into this and it's going to be interesting to see how they overall use this to their advantage. Yeah. Um, if they yeah, do it right. Sure. Yeah. And to beast mode's point, as far as the AWS servers, he, he's right. But you know, I don't know what the contract details are, but I got to imagine there's got to be an out for Netflix. And obviously with Azure servers, PlayStation already has a deal with Microsoft to use the Azure servers. So, and Microsoft is not afraid to work with people in the same space on their servers. They obviously showed that by signing a deal with PlayStation. They don't care. Um, At the end of the day, it's about the Azure servers and about getting as many people over. So What's the stop down the road? It's speculation town being what it is that Netflix doesn't move their whole business over to Azure servers uh, along with PlayStation, and it makes it a lot easier to make that happen. Um, that's certainly a possibility down the road. You never know. So, yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's what it is. Uh, with that being said, man, it looks like we're getting to the end of the show. I mean, before we get to one of the most influential parts of what we do here, other than the upcoming games. I, again, I wanted to shout out everybody in chat. Y'all have been amazing. Uh, the fact that y'all keep coming back week to week uh, for those who, who are consecutively in here, uh, much love, nothing but praise, and I greatly appreciate that you guys um, enjoy what we do here, man. Uh, again, let people know. Uh, let your mama know. Let your friends know. Let your let your grandmother know. Uh, let your kids know about us, man. Uh, we're trying to do... Again, we're trying to touch those 3 billion gamers, give you that live, raw, uncut, authentic, organic energy that uh, only me and you, uh, only me and Pong can bring uh, because I, I feel like it's one of the most influential parts of what we do here um, and what separates us from everybody, right? Uh, the way, not only the way we talk about it, but the way we also... Um, you know, display our passion, man, because that's that's the that's the major part of what we do here. Uh, we're passionate. Uh, we're energetic. Uh, this is this is natural, man. We, we 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 do this just off the cuff. Again, uh, we unfortunately me and Paul don't always get the time to be in the background talking and have conversations to really you know uh, bring the show to the level that we would love to bring it to. But the fact that we're able to uh, give y'all two plus hours of content just off. The strength, uh, as as we like to say it down here in the South, uh, which is basically just doing it naturally, is, is amazing to me, man. And the fact that you guys love it, uh, the fact that you guys love the setup, the display, everything that we got going on here, uh, it's nothing but love and appreciation. And again, if there's anything that we can't change, anything that we can do to make things better, let us know. Write us in the DMs. Uh, hit us up in the messages and uh, just get at us, man. Uh, again, uh, we can't get better if you guys uh, don't let us know what we can do to be better. Um, and that's what I feel like is important, man. Um, everybody has a space to live in here. Again, I look at everything as competition, friendly competition or just uh, non-friendly competition, depending on how people want to look at it. Uh, it is what it is, man. We all got a, uh, enough space in this, um, you know, podcasting space in the gaming industry to talk about uh, all these amazing things that are going on. We all come from different angles, uh, and that's what's important, man. Um, again, you don't have to su- uh, support the people that you want to support, love on the people that you want to love on. Uh, again, that can't go understated. But with that being said, much love to everybody Excuse me, that's still here, uh, everybody that's paying attention. Much love to y'all. And that is going to lead us into 
make me feel old this week (laughs) or this day in gaming excuse me um as i get rid of me and pong's uh video sorry right there i'm actually going to (laughs) move over to our next screen anyway um as i so as i move our every everything situated with that i close that window out and now things are out of the window uh me and pong aren't showing up but you can still see my bars and i'm still talking so uh much love to that but yeah this is the this day in gaming segment where we basically talk about everything that is happening this day in gaming um just because gaming is art and should be treated as such uh at least that's the way that i feel about it absolutely that's the way pong feels about it um and shout out to the everborn uh saga who's one of the main proponents of who kind of started this movement not for only for myself but also for pong uh, again, it's important, man. Uh, people try to go, um, you know, try to give this less credence than what it may deserve. And again, uh, I feel like it just can't go understated that uh, gaming is art and should be treated as such. Um, and with that being said, we'll get it ramped up. Uh, looks like I'm actually hiding behind uh, my window captures. Go ahead and fill that. finish that, uh, fix that real quick. There we go. Now we can see what's going on. Uh, there we go. Boom. Now we're back in, locked in, and getting everything rolling. I wanted to make sure that you guys could see us. Well, you guys couldn't see. <laughs> um, that's okay. It's probably better that way. Our uh, views just went up. <laughs> it, it, it may, 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 maybe that's maybe that's exactly what happened. But <laughs> maybe they don't want to see my bald ass head and uh, Pong's Pong's grandpa. <laughs> Um, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look man with that being said this day in gaming again where we go 30 years uh within the history and just look at uh the games that have come out man uh to help people reminisce and not only that but just to see where we've come from uh in, to, to this day right but 1992 the year i was born um 29 years ago super nintendo released teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time one of the most classic ninja turtle ninja turtle games that have ever come out one of the ones that i actually grew up on uh so that's an amazing thing the fact that it came out in japan during this time is an amazing thing uh again 1992 bro 29 years ago uh 1997 24 years ago playstation released monster rancher in japan Monster Rancher was a classic game from back in the day. Uh, and it also had a TV series uh, that I actually was in, uh, highly involved with. Uh, it was kind of came around the same time Digimon and Pokemon were a big thing back in the day. Monster Rancher was right there. Um, they had the one eye monster, whatever the case might be. It was dope back in the day. Uh, game Boy Color then released in t- uh, 2000. Warlocked. I'm not familiar with that game on Game Boy Color. Uh, 2003 Game Boy Advance released Shining Soul 2 in Japan. Uh, I'm not familiar with that title, but shout out to those who may have been touched on that. How, how can you not be familiar with that? Dude? I'm just not familiar. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, uh, God, see, there's so many games that are deserving of being around for people to go back. True. Not that you would necessarily go back to this turn-based RPG, but Shining, the Shining Soul series is one of my favorite all-time series so right. for rpgs i played it non-stop when i was a kid so that, it's just crazy that you don't even heard about it so nah, I, anyways I, I'm, I'm completely unfamiliar with it and not, not, not to say it's like it's crash or whatever no one of those uh you know one of those ones that i probably did i didn't get a chance to play uh is what it is from back in the day man and, yeah, yeah don't, I, I, I know i know you're a young kid i know i know oh, God. <laughs> you're a young kid <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a baby goat, ladies and gentlemen. Just a baby goat. I'm yeah. just here. <laughs> you are. 
Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Fall you fool. Um, but yeah, uh, so that goes with that without being said. Uh, then we move into PlayStation 2, also released on 2003, Tokyo Extreme Racer 3 in Japan. Uh, again, another title that I'm not completely familiar with, uh, but hey, cool the game for those who might have played that. Check it out, man. Uh, it sounds familiar, though. It was on PlayStation 2. It definitely sounds familiar. Uh, 2007, PSP released Final Fantasy 2. Right? Let's see, we'll see what the PSP. PSP was, an, again, an underrated device. Uh, PSP also released in 2008, uh, Ayu Zensetsu Soda no Kaseki III in Japan, uh, which is interesting. I've never heard of that title, but awesome. Uh, but Guilty Gear 20, or XX, depending on what you want to call it, Accent uh, Core Plus released in Japan. Again, Guilty Gear, another one of those fighters that just go wild down in history. I uh, was being a great fighter. Uh, then PlayStation 3 released Siren Blood Curse. Not familiar with that title, but that it's siren uh and then playstation 2 again playstation 2 is releasing games for a while uh they released samurai showdown anthology in japan then as we move forward 2009 xbox 360 released the king of fighters 12 Ooh. king of fighters is also another classic fighter series Shout out the king of fighters another classic fighter uh then 2014, PlayStation Vita released Corpse Party Blood Drive in Japan. And they also released Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. Uh, then they released placed on PlayStation 3, Under, Undernight, In Birth X, uh, late in Japan. Uh, so shout out to that. Not familiar with that either. Uh, then in 2015, Xbox One released The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Not familiar with that title either. Uh, but what? Shout, out to, shout out to the binding of Isaac. What? How I'm can not, you not, not brother? Not interested, uh, man. Not just it's just not my my, dude, my cup brother. Of okay, all right, all right. Just I keep don't... going. Okay, all right. But then, uh, for some reason, you guys are not going to be able to see the. But this way. No, I can't. Uh, but anyway, I'm just going to go further down the list. Uh, 2018, Nintendo Switch released Mega Man 10 or Mega Man X, uh, the Legacy Collection. Uh, they released uh, 1 plus 2 uh, on the Switch. They also did it for uh, PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, so, yeah, they released a lot of Mega Man on that on, on those consoles that year. Um, then on the Xbox One, they released No Man's Sky. Uh, again, a game that oh, since then has been... Uh, been in the works and has now become a crowd favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it went in. I was so hyped for No Man's Sky. It wasn't even funny. I was it, so hyped. It went in uh, very bad. It didn't, it didn't go. It didn't do very well in the beginning. Uh, no. But they they did some work in the background, and to this day, apparently, a lot of people are loving it now. Um, so there's something to consider. Uh, then on Android in 2018, they released Shin Megami Tensei Liberation DX2. Uh, again, it's not a game that I'd play on my, um, on my bring phone. them to Xbox. Stop this nonsense. The whole shingman. Oh God. It I needs agree. to come. It needs to come. Oh God. Anyway. And they, they, yeah, they, they, they need to bring it. They need to bring them out. Uh, yeah. 2019 Nintendo switch and PlayStation four released the Olympic games, Tokyo to 2020 for those who may be invested in the, uh, Tokyo Olympic game or just the Olympic games. overall. And with that being said, that is your, this day in gaming segment. This is living split screen on your Saturday morning, giving it to your live raw and uncut, organic, authentic, as we usually do. Pong, man, another yes, sir. 
two and a half hour show, man, as we usually do. Again, uh, we always say at the beginning of the show before we uh, go live in the in the green room, we don't know how we're gonna go another. Uh, how we're gonna talk, man? How we're gonna talk about this this week? But we always do it. Um, again, uh, shout out to you, man. Much love to you for uh, you know constantly being uh, on our seventeenth episode, uh, going knees deep into the living splits. Uh, so how you feeling about today's episode? Let's leave the people out, man. Let the people know where they can find you, man. Um, and just give them the, your spiel. Well, look, man, it's been another fantastic Saturday. I tell everybody every week, I look forward to my Saturday mornings because of this, because of you brother being here and us going through this. I love doing this. I, I, I can't say it enough. I love talking about video games. Look, we didn't even get to, I just counted. We, we didn't get to eight topics. Like, we, we, had, we had all these topics. Hey, you know what? Real quick shout out uh, before we end this, end this and I get out with my outro. I just want to say, hey, uh, people out there, uh, Shadow of Tomb Raider and Sniper Elite 4 both just got free next-gen upgrades. So if you guys weren't aware, looking for something to go back to play, uh, both of those games for PlayStation and Xbox, uh, shout out to the devs on both those teams for giving those uh, patches for free. As we know, that's another uh, conversation as well nowadays, but both of those gave next-gen upgrades. So uh, I just want to let everybody know that those are both out there in case you didn't hear the news. Uh, but otherwise, still, again, fantastic show, brother. And thank you again every week for all that you do behind the scenes to get this show up and running, to do everything that you do. Uh, and I get to roll on in here and show up and just talk. Uh, without you, there is no show, brother. Uh, more compliments. Uh, for people who don't know, Steele and I were uh, a part of the uh, anniversary uh, bash over for midweek mix-up. Uh, yes. Shout out to Wandering Dutch and all the brothers over there as well uh, for their one-year anniversary. But behind the scenes, Steele got more compliments on his setup, uh, you know, and what he's done for Living Split Screen and how he's gotten us up and running and making it look so freaking incredible out the gates where a lot of people started their podcast and it looked like a, a brand new show right so where people start out steel got this thing up and running and made it look absolutely incredible right away and so nothing but love for you brother as always uh, so yeah absolutely uh you don't give yourself enough credit so i gotta do it for you so so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, but uh, this uh, has been a great episode 17 uh, chat. You guys are absolutely amazing. Everybody's showing up each and every week to be here with us, to listen to us. Uh, the newer people, the people who've been here from the beginning, the people who are out there listening to us while they work, uh, while they do their house chores, whatever you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for the share outs. Thank you for all the love and support that you have given myself and steel uh, through these first 17 episodes, 18 weeks. It has been absolutely fantastic and we love you all. And again, I can't tell you guys that enough. It seems, you know, that I say it all the time, but I mean it. And so I have to say it. And that's what we're about here. We don't uh, hold back. We say what we mean. Uh, and so I love you all, respect you all, love this community, love everything about it. And, um, you know, again, just keep, please help us bring this to more and more people because Steele and I love talking to people if you can't tell. So bring it out there. Uh, so, but anyways, uh, Pong Soul everywhere. You guys know the drill by now, Xbox and Twitter, Pong Soul. Um, otherwise today I will actually, I got a triple header today. So uh, first, first one's done uh, in the books with this. And then later this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2 p.m. Central time, I will be on Game On Daily 
with the gentleman and the sauce, Asa and Gaz, of course, and Dreadpool, who was in the chat, will also be on that episode today. My brother Dreadpool, so excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Stop on by there. Game on Daily is a fantastic place to be. Gaz and Asa are just phenomenal people uh, who put a ton of time and effort into their uh, channel over there. So come check me out over there. Game on Daily tonight, the shop podcast with BTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, maybe Stay Gorilla. Three Bit is supposed to join us tonight as well. So that should be a fantastic show. So be there. Shop podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, Tuesday. I will be on the Xbox Factor podcast over a double barrel gaming with, of course, Mr. Boomstick, Zemi Games, uh, 3-Bit, and myself. Uh, Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then we're back to Friday, two-tab Friday, man. Xbox Ultimate, Fun Speculations Channel, Mav, beautiful wife, Caitlin, and the rest of Magnificent 7 myself will be back there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Had great discussions last night alongside, of course, two tabs with GRG and my brother Steele, who's going to tell you about that. So, Steele, where can everybody find you, sir, and give you all the praise that they should for all the work you do here? Uh, no, you ain't got to give me no praise, man. Uh, you can just tell me how much you hate me. <laughs> yeah, you do. In the background. No, um, no. <laughs> but Time no man love. um again uh much much love to everybody who i mean who appreciates what we do here again um every everything that you see here on the living split screen is all organic uh i know people ask me questions in the in the, in the background you know whose gameplay did you do you have you have going on every week that's my gameplay uh every week i try to bring you new gameplay from whatever game that i may be playing at the time uh or maybe a game that i have played uh it's just something that i do because i want to give people always give people a personal feel um it's also one way of just sharing my gaming uh you know habit with, with a lot of people because i don't do a lot of streaming personally uh just because it takes away from the experience for me personally as a gamer uh and not to say that i may not stream or whatever case may be one day uh it's just right now as just uh, this is one of the ways that I do it. I get it across. Um, I appreciate everybody who, uh, you know, loves what we do here. The whole design, the artwork, uh, everything. Um, it's just a lot of the stuff that I've thrown together that, uh, you know, through my designing, you know, life that, uh, that I've done. Uh, I used to do web design and everything like that. So I kind of try to carry a lot of those things over into what we do now. I'm also very picky and very bougie uh, sometimes uh, where I can sit here for hours messing with stuff. Uh, like a, like our logo, for example, I, that that was one of those things that I've I've spent hours. Even, even though it looks simple, uh, I spent hours trying to come over what I would be happy with. Um, just the overall aesthetic of everything that we do here. Uh, so hopefully y'all appreciate it. But if you hate it, let me know. I I, I want to know. Uh, but with that being said, man, again. Much ever love to everybody who's tuned in to hear, uh, for everybody that's paying attention. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I still reign. I everywhere. The T is a seven. If you have a search bar, type it in there. You will probably find me. Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Steam, whatever. Uh, and uh, other than that, Fridays, 8 p.m. Central. You can find me Double Tap Fridays. G or G. Where gamers recognizing game, uh, with K Mega and the fam over there, uh, or the the Knights of the Rim, as I like to call them, uh, where we really just give it, get in, and give you that good, uh, real good game talk. And then Saturday mornings, living split screen, uh, you can get that live, raw, uncut, authentic, organic energy that me and Pong bring you, uh, every weekend to get that weekend started for you, just ripe and right. Uh, but with that being said, man, um, look, I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, Pong, I, I I appreciate you being here again. Uh, everything that we've done here from the beginning has been organic. Uh, from our conversations and everything, it's 
Uh, it's not like we're going out of the way or whatever the case might be to tolerate each other or just uh, <laughs> pretend pretend like that speak we, for yourself. Pretend like we like each other in the background. <laughs> hey, uh, you you do you, guy. You know what? Uh, but no, nah, but but in all seriousness, um, okay. it's it's nothing you know. but love, uh, both ends of the spectrum, uh, and much appreciation. Uh, but I appreciate y'all too. Again, uh, that this is the Living Split Screen podcast. Hopefully, y'all have had an amazing show. Uh, for all those who may be listening in the background, again, like I said, the show will be going live uh, here right after I did record it live with us. Uh, as I said, I will be doing uh, on a show by show basis. Just to make sure that, you know, people who are interested in listening on the audio platform can definitely listen in. Uh, but with that being said, much love to everyone who was here today uh, in this morning. And uh, Paul, man, much love to you also, man. Hopefully y'all have a, have a lovely week. Hopefully y'all have a, um, the gods walk with y'all. And other than that, uh, we're out. Play what you love. Love what you play, people. Let's go. Keep it live, raw, and uncut, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all stay easy. Later.